Yeah, I hit threes with no eyes. Threes from the rain, no lie. Cross my heart and I died. They don't wanna catch me outside. Leasing no wave, it's a tie. I couldn't take an L if I tried. Funny when I start trying to play around with them, they really start feeling my vibes. They can't reach where I'm trying to reside. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's happening? We back. Brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. It's your boy Chris J. Got the boy Trust Avch here. Here. Tyler here. What's happening, y'all? And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. Let people know you rock with Threes from the Ring and you tweaking media content as well. And if you just watching, I mean listening, do the same, whether it's uh, Apple Pod, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe or follow button. Leave a review, whatever. We appreciate the love and support. But Threes from the Ring, if you watch us on YouTube, this is the basketball half. Um, wrestling half will be up later. But NBA Finals is finally here. And we have the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. And probably the finals where I, myself, as a fan of neither team and anti-Steph Curry game once Bane appear in the middle of the arena and just take both teams out. But it is what it is. I'm, I just want to see good basketball. But we finally got the NBA's finals. It's here. It's on this regularly scheduled program. And I'm happy with the matchup as a whole. I'm happy. That's all I'm happy with the matchup. Y'all thoughts on the matchup itself. Shout out to it. Shit. I'm happy to see that the finals and shit started too. Uh, <clears throat> the matchup real good. A very great offense would have gone against a very great defense. So you couldn't get no better than that. Um, so shout out to the teams that was able to make it uh, that far, I should say. Um, and I'm just excited. Uh, Boston. Took they got dang time getting <laughs> to this point, but just shout out to them for even you know getting to where they at now. So yeah. All right, Tyler, your initial your uh, thoughts on this matchup? Um, I think this is gonna be a good matchup. Like you said, it's a good offense versus a good defense. Uh, you know that's always a good you know little yin and yang type matchup. Um. You know, shout out to Boston for, you know, they've been working at this for, what, five, six years now? Yep. You know, with this third core after going through a lot of stuff where, you know, people was telling them they need to split up Jason Tatum and Brown. And then even recently this year, you know, saying that they needed to get rid of Marcus Smart after he went off on everybody, which after that point, they did turn it around. So, mm. you know, thank God that they didn't move on anything like that. Uh, but they they earned it. I said anybody that beats the Bucks this year deserves to go to the finals. So they definitely earned it. Golden State Revenge Tour was was real. They had their uh, ups and downs as well. You know, with a few injuries. You know, Draymond didn't come back until what the middle of the season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins finally, you know, he he emerged as a as a bigger role player this year. That was uh, you know a good addition. You know, a lot of people complain, even though I wasn't necessarily. A, a fan of Wigan coming at first, but I understood because for the the Warriors system always works when you have a strong wing player. We have a strong wing forward to 
to be specific, whether, you know, it don't always got to be, you know, a Kevin Durant, but they, you know, he, he's definitely uh, helped out a lot. Clay coming back, um, you know, back to normal with him. You know, it's, it, I think it's a, it's a matchup that, you know, it'll be fun to watch. Um, and it's no clear cut winner. I don't think it's a clear cut winner for this one. It's, I'm I'm excited to see you know who comes out on top. I like unpredictable basketball. So yeah. So just going in. So we'll try to split this into sections of. Let's just we're gonna go into focus on the Warriors, and then we'll go to Celtics, and then we'll do our overall prediction who will win the finals from there. So with the Warriors, they coming in. They were the three seed, I believe. Yeah, I, both teams were the three seed, which is hilarious. Wait, wait. yeah, both teams was the three, right? It was. Uh, yeah. I no, think no, no. Three, I think Golden State was might even fourth. No, I think no, Memphis. Not, no, Memphis was two. No, no Golden State yes, was three, was and then Celtics was two. There we go. That, that's how it is. Yep. So, but anyway, so three two seeds. Um, but the Warriors three seed coming in. Did they think they they opened the season really well? And I think I me personally, like I've been calling for the Wars Revenge Tour for like a couple of seasons, and it's like now seeing it happen, it's like fuck this shit. But it is what it is. Um, like I'm happy to see a team just succeed the way that they did, and they did it their way. They didn't have to follow the media telling them, "Hey, you have to get another star, or you guys are not going to see the finals again." Steph. And Draymond had to hear it all. Clay had to hear it all. And I'm as an organization, I'm happy to see the Warriors succeed. It's still fuck Steph Curry at the end of, to the world blow, but it is what it is. But overall, like they had really a fantastic season. Um, seeing like like Tyler, you mentioned Wiggins just grow into an All Star role, and him just even as the playoffs being probably consi- like in terms of consistency, one of their better players playing well on defense, doing what he needs to do on offense. And it's amazing to see Draymond really just put his make making his imprint felt on the game. And I think the most exciting part about the the Warriors whole playoff run probably was seeing Clay legit say I'm back. Um especially like in moments where we always know Clay's going to come through in game 6 or in lim- or in elimination games. And with all that being said, it makes it look like the Warriors are really back to old form. And it's interesting to see. Um, one of the bigger things I think I'm looking forward to seeing is, I think me personally, and we could probably go into this a little bit, is seeing Steph have a good finals. And it's arguable that most people would say Steph never had a really good NBA finals, at least from start to finish. I think and that's why he's never won a finals MVP. And for him, especially because I think the Warriors are literally the favorite media everywhere-wise. Even, like, I'm just saying now, like, they're my favorite to win. But Steph winning finals MVP is probably the biggest story. And one of the biggest storylines going to this finals and for the Warriors in itself. And it's interesting to see how well he has to fare against a Marcus Smart who's going to probably be on, who's going to be on his ass from start to finish. Um, along with seeing moments where he's going to see Tatum, he's going to see Jalen, he's going to see three elite defenders chase him around the court all series long. And it's going to be interesting to see how he fares against that as well. So the Warriors, got, I think the Warriors got a lot going for them. 
like just me just starting my thoughts on the Warriors. But I'm happy to see them back overall. It's good to see. I just need to see them fail as well. That's just my that's me personally. But um, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I um, I I I, I don't know if I have the same of Warriors probably taking it. Um, I probably give the edge to Boston, but I hate to do that because then Warrior fans would think they're the underdogs going into the series. Um, <laughs> even though they have more championship experience. But I just like Jason Tatum. Um, he'll get guarded by Draymond, so it's going to be a lot for him, but I just like Jason Tatum being the best player in the series. Even though I know it's Steph Curry, but him emerging as the best player in this series, him really take his his um his uh, leap forward in terms of uh, progression. Uh, but just to talk about the Warriors, uh, I you know one thing <clears throat> one thing I um like want to say is that a lot of people call Wigan a bust. And I think we just got to start reevaluating picks in terms of drafts. And I think it hurts the character. I mean, I think it hurts the player more than it hurts the the team. We automatically tell a person, like, this is now your team. Deal with it. You know? And they're not made for that role. Um, now, being a first-round pick, I, yeah, you might have to average. First overall pick, too. Yeah, first overall pick, you you might want to average 15, at least for your career. But sometimes that first overall pick can get implemented into a system where he is the third option, but it works. The fourth option, but it works and it builds a championship. And that's what I think people should look at. Like, Wiggins is a modern-day NBA player. He probably ain't the catalyst of leading a team to the promised land, but he is the perfect modern-day NBA player, which you got athleticism, can play defense, length, pause, long arms, um, teachable and coachable. What, what more can you ask? Humble. Uh, will pass up the shot, especially playing with the Warriors team, where you have to pass up that shot. Um, so what more can you ask for out of a player? Like I said, I think it was, you know, a lot of people were throwing the bus tag at Wiggins a little bit too early. Because even if he don't win a Finals MVP, even if he we do revision his history, and and we find out that people really won't respect him for what he did if they win the title, well, let me tell you this: him being a number one pick, even though he probably wants the main option of that team, was still successful in the sense that the Warriors see what his potential was, and it is to make this. Because mind you. They traded D'Lo for him. D'Lo was what a 20 point per game plan. People say they lost the trade, like twenty point. Yeah, yeah. So it all goes to show that that even if you are a number one pick, you don't have to be the greatest person on that court. You mm-hmm. can be cohesive, and you know teams should look at that. I'm not just trying to be like the number one pick is going to take us. Out the promised land, out the ghetto, and shit like that. Yeah, out the ghetto because it's Especially not for teams to. that don't know how to build to begin with. It's like it's so many teams that get good players, and you know they they got to run the show. But it's like 
you don't do shit behind them, and then you want to blame them for everything. I mm-hmm. feel like that's wrong. Yeah, and then it's even uh, and then with Wick, I don't, I never really agree with people calling Wick as a bust. Like I get people giving Wick as a hard time, but mainly because like he, just like before Zion, we was looking at Wiggins' freaking dunk compilations and shit from high school. So it was like he yeah. don't be that guy. But like he came into the league averaging twenty every year, I believe. So it's like, yep. like he's like yeah, he wasn't freaking still in the show, but like numbers wise, he was playing as a number one pick to me. Like at least the, I would say, at least the qualifications, I would say. But like we, of course, we wanted more. But to say because you wanted more don't means a bust because. Bust our niggas like goddamn uh, Anthony Bennett. <laughs> That's a bust. Literally. But I think about when we when we talk about okay, you wanted more, but this is this is Maximum Wiggins right here. Yeah, right. Yeah, more and I have? agree. You know what I'm saying? This is Maximum. This is I don't want to say peak because you all people always get better as a player, mm-hmm. but this is the best Wiggins we're going to see. Mm-hmm. And they maximizing the best wiggers we're gonna see at that level. Yeah, because like, it's not necessarily about the stats right now. With Wiggins is more about what he's doing on the floor and lead and is leading to winning. Because the mm-hmm. I feel like honestly the best version of a player is when they're what they do on the court leads to winning, and not just the stats. Yeah, yeah I agree on that answer. Uh, that is the best part of a player is when you can look at him and it it, it it do go to you can look back on it and it is about winning. Um I just think with, with like with like Wiggins, um and what I'm so happy about his his you know, proving people wrong is that you know I just think it's poetic justice for a number one pick who probably said that, look, you know, he ain't never going to be as good as we think he's going to be. You know, he ain't never going to amount to anything. And he amounted to it just in a different way. And I honestly think more people should look at playing the game that way. You know, at playing the game to not – necessarily win the whole damn thing but to 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 be a part of winning to be a part you know not looking to be the next Bron, not looking to be the next fucking jordan or whatever that can help hold a team together that's a valuable thing to be to be an above average blue guy because i'm not saying this nigga is 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 cool or something like that but he he is a he 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 he's not next, but he you know he's he's something. So he, yeah, he's yeah. he's having a successful career. <sighs> it's successful. He succeeded. Yeah, definitely. And like uh-huh. and like it's not you. It's not that difficult to get something. Like if you're a number one pick, at least the least I want is you to be above average. Have an above average mm-hmm. career. I'm, I'm not about to sit there and tell you to be like like Ty. Like you said. I don't need you to be LeBron. Like, if you be LeBron, that's amazing shit. That means you... And that's what they were comparing him to coming out of the draft. They said he was the next T-Mac, the next LeBron. It's like, and we got to stop comparing people so 
so soon and forcing these expectations on them because these guys come into their into the into their careers one to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, they're gonna be who they are. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's nothing like Wiggins can do to control. Like literally, like the man was still averaging twenty with the Timberwolves, and then when he got traded, it's like okay. Then two years, what a year later, he's a all star starter. He's an all star. Whether trolling or not, he's he was an all star starter. Nothing you can do about that. And he's literally one of the more. He's a key piece to the Warriors right now. A key piece. Like he's the number one. He he took over for class number one perimeter defender. He's third, sometimes the fourth option. Like he's doing what he's supposed to do. He helping Looney on the on the boards. One of the better rebounders on the team. He's doing all the shit that you just needed. That they wanted Harrison Barnes to do plus more. That's all that they yeah. really just needed. <laughs> do all the stuff Harrison Barnes did plus more, and he's doing that. And I respect Wiggins for it. And he's pro- he might win a championship. He he he. He has he has seen a, a deeper playoffs more than Towns has. Even though Towns is a better player, he has a better run. He's in a better place, and that's all that. Sometimes but, that's all but, the player needs. Okay, yeah, Towns is a better player, but by how much? Because you could give you could give Wiggins twenty shots a night, and he'll see you catch numbers. Yeah, we see and we seen him get twenty shots. A yeah, night. like but like. You get you get Wiggins twenty shots a night. It did look. Is Towns really as good as defensively as the niggas he compared to? No, not really. No, like he could if you're be, a center, but and you or, or even just a big man, you got to think about who you compare to on the defensive side, which is you looking at not just Gobert, you looking at Giannis, you looking at Rudy. MB. I mean, you looking at uh, MB. Triple J, uh, you looking at Bam. Except for Bam, you know, the light was too bright for Bam. But you're looking at those type guys <laughs> who are, you know, that two-way to get – and, like, Towns, like that Towns in there fell out in Every two game. series. He was fouling out way too much for me to say but that, that he was – But with Cat, with with that comes with he's just a very dumbass NBA player. Basketball mm-hmm. IQ-wise. Like – Foul, like getting consistent in foul trouble, that's low ball IQ to me because he jumps at everything. But thing. like my my like like my last thing just about the Warriors and this, I just think you know a lot of people. I I hate the Warriors fan has this ammo, but like I, I really want to ask them what did they think was going to happen. You know, star power is a thing, right? Yeah. But the star the 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 star power in this age, the best players right now are older. So it's not necessarily about teaming up. Like, other than Giannis, other than Jokic, other than Luka, the next great players are in, you know, mid-30s, early 30s. Pretty so you, 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 whatever these people try to do, they try to, you know, I can't bad this person right now. They try to, um, you know, like KD or Bron try to build the team and they fucking GMs are listening to them like, hey, we need this guy, hey, we need that guy. And you you fall in a trap of not having anything. Like you fall in a trap of not being able 
And and cause you you that win now mode, that shit over. That win now mode shit not successful. It worked for one motherfucker. Well, technically two, if you want to count the Celtics thing. But that win now shit worked for one motherfucker and that was Braun. And it wasn't consistent. <laughs> and it wasn't consistent. Braun Braun went back to back twice out of his four championships. No once. I mean, once out of his four championships, right? Went back to back once, right? So, everybody else who who like like the the people who three peats, the people who win championships not two years in between. I fucking love Bron, but them are well built teams. Like I even gonna hold you, Bron has something with Kyrie and them Cavaliers if they kind of get a little bit younger. Yeah, and it was Kyrie up. didn't leave. It was, and so Kyrie left. Kyrie would tell you why he left. He was a yeah, we selfish. already know that story. Yeah, yeah, he was a little selfish. Yeah, but it was something now. It was definitely something now. Yeah, because definitely like, something now. Yeah, we could go back and look at like we'll go. We could easily go back and look at those Cleveland teams. Be like with LeBron and Kyrie, and the what if of if they if Kyrie didn't leave, they were still. Comp- Best team easily, <laughs> easily. Yeah, like with no. That's no doubt about it. And they still had all their picks and shit. <laughs> like they, they yeah. it wasn't like LeBron destroyed Cleveland as bad as people think. It was more after Kyrie left when things really fucked up. But they were still prepared. Like they wasn't like old, old or washed up as people thought. But but yeah. But point being, with the Warriors, like they did it the right way. I ain't mad at it. And, like, just going into the the current era we are in, like, the win now. It, I want, like, regardless, every, if you are feel like you have a young star, may, and luckily you may have two, in the sense you are in win now mode, but you got to learn to build correctly. I think that's just what it is. You have to learn to build correctly. Yeah. yeah. Like, and what, like, I, after we talk about the finals, I do want to kind of dig into the Mavericks because, like, they're in a position right now, I think, you're kind of win now. <laughs> While Luca literally just wheeled your team to the conference finals, somebody a little bit injuries and shit, but he still did it. You're in the win now mode. You have to figure out how you're gonna build a team, a, a better team around Luca. Like the team they got now is solid, but better at the end of the day. But we'll Man, get to that. Shit. We'll, that we'll shit ain't going to win you no chip, bro. Shit, the way Luka play basketball necessarily won't win you a chip. And that's not that's not a, a slight to Luka. That's just keeping it a bean. Like, it's just really keeping it a bean. Like, that, that way of basketball will never, like, hide that omega high usage rate. Like, History, like revisionist history, will tell you like that shit ain't never gonna, like, automatically win you anything. Like you can look at Iverson. Iverson is probably one of the greatest players to ever play. You know, not only just he didn't win no chip, but just greatest player to ever play because of his size and what he could do. Even if he wasn't the most efficient scorer in the me, but you tell me anybody his size playing forty some minutes a night who can get the, who can average thirty. So like when you when when you think about that type of player like that, that's like Luca. Like, can you see Luca playing with a number two? And who is that number two? 
like, 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 keep it real. Like, who would be that number two? Now, I know we'll get to that later, but who would be that number two? The greats. The greats. If you got a Batman and Robin, which every championship team will have, the crazy thing it is, it is a two-man thing. Unless you just have a crazy Spurs-esque, Ofo Pistons-esque team. But you know Spurs what I'm saying? even still had them niggas. <laughs> but I'm talking about I'm talking about last championship Spurs, 15, 14, whatever oh, it was. A group of well, that was that was ultimate group team. Group of back. veterans. That was Pat George. Was... was a point. That nigga was Tom Brady. <laughs> that was ultimate. That's that look. That, we almost had Boris D out or Danny Green as a finals MVP if Brown wasn't playing that series. <laughs> to think about that shit. <laughs> hey, the basketball world would have been sick. Bro, we look, Andre Iguodala is still the, the one of the most head scratching his finals MVP. So it's like that would have been that nasty. Made more sense than, Nigga, than, Danny Green being a finals MVP. Bro, Danny look, bro, Danny Green was on fire for like that first four games. <laughs> Watching that shit live was nasty. Watching that shit live. They destroyed them. Bro, Danny Green was out there. Act- no, I'm talking about the first one. Danny Green was like God. Oh, then, yeah. yeah, the first one. Danny Green was God the first four games. He was like, losing this. his mind. And then literally, I think after Bosch sent his shot to hell, it was like rea- reality finally kicked back in. Uh, but, yeah, nature's not lying. I see, the second what, one. I see what you yeah, mean, they, bro. I get what you mean, though, yeah. But, like, that... Like I said, we'll get to the Mavs when we get to them. We'll get to them. But, um, but yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about Boston. So, Boston, uh, I think this was – Boston really coming in this season, they had the funniest uh, situation because uh, Danny Ainge finally quit, uh, which I think we celebrated on the podcast. I don't recall, but I know we, we was excited. And then Brad Stevens took over in front office, and then uh, they hired a brother. Shout out to uh, – I'm no longer gonna call him uh, Neil Long's husband. He, I'm gonna call him by his full name, Ime Udoka. Like shout out to you, brother. You literally took, you, you, you did your thing this season. And plus, you get to see Neil Long every goddamn night, my brother. Blessings. Pray. The blessed back. Blessed back. Blessings. Blessings. Extremely, my brother. Blessings. But anyway, point. You can follow the instructions. I swear Alexa be saying some dumb shit. But anyway, shout out to Emi Doka for getting like Tatum, Brown, and uh, even Smart and everybody just to buy into what he was doing because the early part of the Celtics season was a little bit nasty. Marcus, like you mentioned, Tyler, Marcus Smart said, hey, you, uh, you niggas need to pass the ball more. And all that isolation shit did. And then proceeds to move on. <laughs> and then after that was like the wake-up call. I think I, and Tatum stopped. Well, he still take freaking 10 threes a game that he don't need to take. But Tatum really started stepping into uh, being into that guy, all NBA first team guy. Jalen Brown started showing the consistency. And just overall as a team, the Celtics just started looking really freaking scary quietly until Muggs sat there and said, yo, damn, these niggas is cold. And then coming to the playoffs, Muggs like, oh, they're going to lose to the Nets. Tatum says, I'm about to outplay Kevin Durant and send that nigga to God. And he did that thing. Then they see Giannis. And they they, they literally outlasted Giannis. Now I'm going to give them all the credit in the world for that. You beat the champs. Then you beat the, uh, the Easter Conference reps from a couple years ago in the Heat. You did your thing and did that. 
And now you now you got to see arguably the the best team of the past decade. The best like the best franchise of the past decade regardless how you want to view it. The best franchise of the past decade to try to win your championship. And like I applaud Tatum and them from finally getting here cuz they've been in a few Easter Conference finals and failed and they finally made the hump. And I'm excited to see. But um, my main thing with the Celtics would be consistency from offense consistency. Because Tatum be having moments where he's like, yo, what the fuck? And uh, Brown does the same shit. And Marcus Smart has the ball in his hand too too long. And I'll be concerned when he sit there and think he's Steph and chuck up a three instead of looking at Tatum or Brown and they possibly have a mismatch. But, um... I like what I saw from the Celtics all playoff long. Defensively, they made an effort to literally limit what 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 all the good teams do offensively, and they did a good job at limiting it. I look forward to see what they have in store for Steph and uh Steph and uh that offense because you got to limit Steph. I think if you limit Steph, everything else works. You I'm, I settle for pool going off. I settle. Unless it's game five or six, I'm I'm cool with Clay, but I don't want Steph to beat me. Yeah. I don't want Steph to beat me. I think that's their mentality going in, and it's gonna be interesting to see. And defensively, they're prepped for the Warriors. Like you, everybody, like you have five dude, five six seven dudes in your rotation who can all guard. There's I don't think they have nobody in on their roster who's in their current rotation who can't defend nobody. Everybody can guard in some capacity. So that's a scary thing, but it's just if you what you're gonna do when that Warriors offense just goes fucking nuts, you gotta answer back and that's my main concern. So but I look I, I look forward to what the Celtics can do. I'm not gonna be say, shocked if they win. I, I would say they will be the most equipped for that Warriors onslaught than any other team in the NBA just because of their defense first. And the reason why people are going to look at it and be like, oh, that was sloppy basketball that they was playing against the Heat. Both teams are ugly. <laughs> yeah, but one team one team was, was, was whatchamacallit, um, Another team like Miami Heat was as defensively as good as the Boston Celtics was too. So of course there's going to be sloppy basketball play. That's yeah. what happens. This is why I hate game fucking sevens. Like, that shit is always sloppy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like that happens all the time. But the catalyst with the Warriors is the Warriors ain't that sound defensively. Not 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 as not as in previous years. Not in previous years. No, they're not. Like like one. Curry is pickable. He gets switched on. Kevin Looney and Draymond is the wall. Like, and I like Wiggins. And Wiggins would do a good job on Brown. But Poor you Tatum. they still got a switchable team. Like, if you get the Rod Williams, Al Horford, Brown, Smart, and Tatum lineup, it's gonna look fierce. But the like, question, I think my main question with that lineup, they're gonna it, what happens if literally the Warriors do play Horford or Williams off the floor? Where They're not going to play. play them how you play Horford or Williams off the floor? That's With, like, my offense? Yeah, offensively. That's what Again, I mean. they, they went against KD and Kyrie healthy. Mm-hmm, you're right. 
and they held them niggas to career lows, except for yeah, career lows. Like Kyrie got one good game. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say they will play them off the floor. It's just like like Chris said, like it's gonna be one of them games where literally everybody is gonna be hot on the Warriors, and it's just gonna be nothing you could do but try to answer back the best you can offensively. Yeah, I like. Like, of course, when the Warriors get, but that's any team. Any team get hot. What the fuck do you do to stop it? Everybody talk about like the Warriors. Oh, they when they go crazy. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Vice versa with the um with the with the Celtics too, because the, if they get hot, the they got the Warriors got. But be the able thing to hold, is, I think the Warriors with the Celtics got the Warriors don't got it. Just good defense. Do I think the Warriors probably win? Yeah, but I got a hundred myself. The Celtics probably take this joint, Joe, just because of the depth they have for a team. Yeah. Now with Gary Payton coming back helps, but Jason Tatum Young, he can play that forty eight minutes and that shit don't affect him. Uh Brown, forty eight minutes won't affect him. No don't about Al Horford. But like you <laughs> they like they not about to see Daniel Theus for more than two minutes. But they like Warriors gonna have to rotate. They're gonna have then Warriors not a switchable team. They don't not, switch. Not in previous years, no. But this year, they don't unless, switch. Unless, unless they play more Kaminga. Kaminga at center allows them to be more switchable. Kaminga can't come in that game at that time, bro. I'm just saying. Kaminga's good. He ain't that good. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm just saying in terms of versatility as a big. That's what I mean. Like, I think personally, like the Celtics probably got this in the bag. Nice six, seven games. Thank God. Adam Silver somewhat nothing when you hear that. <laughs> But like, <laughs> like, um, um, I just think the Celtics probably got this just because not only the defense, but they're young. They, got, you know, I think they can go through it. This has been a crazy, like, this has been a crazy playoff run that niggas will talk about for the rest for years to come. You knocked out KD, you knocked out Giannis, you knocked out Curry, and shit. Throw playoff Jimmy Butler in there too. In once in in, in, in the playoffs, it can work. It is going to be, gonna be very memorable. And that was the that was the one for y'all to break the title record. Oh well, the title lead with the Lakers because the yeah. Lakers probably not sniffing anything anytime soon. So, <laughs> you know, that's beautiful to me. I personally see it, but. Just a little bit more of the Celtics for me. I think it's a good team. I think they're well coached. Like crazy. Like like I never see that nigga Eme like really sweat. You know, every coach get fired up. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like he always he got that composure and shit like that. It's just that just it just not only just well coached, but I think that team I think that team is ready. I think it's ready. A lot of people say championship experience. You don't get championship experience unless you win a championship. And everybody got to do that for the first time. Right. So. Like them being as young as they are with their main core and having been to, what is this, their fifth conference finals? Like that's that's how much more experience you're going to get other than winning a championship. Yeah, and then you win against some of the best players. You win against. You lost to Bron. Like if it wasn't for Bron, they would have came out of the twice already. Yeah, and they're like, "Look, bro, I'm telling you right now, the hardest challenge in the West got eliminated by Luka Doncic. 
Okay. By himself. That was, <laughs> that was the <laughs> hardest challenge in the West. No cap. The Warriors are good. But I'm pretty sure when they saw that they didn't have to go against Phoenix, they had to go against Luka, they was licking their lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I was to pick any team to go against them before this playoff series started, before we took a look, I would have half said two teams. Who can beat the Warriors in the finals? Celtics, Milwaukee. Yep. The only two teams. I never thought I never thought Brooklyn was ready because they just don't have the – they Street. don't have no continuity. They didn't have nothing. Cameron they didn't have a roster. They don't. They have and, Blake Griffin out there about to die. They have Blake Griffin. One of the funniest things I've seen in my life. That nigga was getting cooked by Brown, bro. Cooked. But um, yeah, this is gonna be a fun series. It's about to be annoying as hell, but it's about to be fun. Yeah, Tyler, your uh, your thoughts on the Celtics? Um. Like I said, like they they have the experience to to really pull this off. Now, like I said, I don't have a clear cut winner, but I do. I feel like in my mind, this should be the Celtic series too. Like they should be able to come out on top, but it's not it's not gonna be clear cut. Uh, the Warriors have that experience as well. They they've you know been battle tested. They took some some fat L's before, so they they know what to what to do in these type of situations. Minus you know some of their younger guys, but. It's gonna be a, it's just gonna, be, it's gonna be a fun matchup for me. For me specifically, it's gonna be a fun matchup. I just, I love the way the Celtics play basketball, especially this last half of the season. I don't have a problem with the way the Warriors play basketball. You know, contrary to how you know most people think that they ruined the league and everything. Steph Curry ruined the league. <laughs> I wouldn't even say, and this this another thing. I, I know this is kind of off track, but I wouldn't even say he really ruined the league. Because he will be like, oh, he he got these kids shooting all these threes and stuff. But that comes down to fucking coaching, bro. Like, all these coaches are letting these kids do this shit. No like, man. coaches are, especially the, the way the AAU system. But that's that's a whole other topic we could discuss later. But <laughs> I just want to say, for the record, I don't believe Steph Curry ruined basketball. And I also don't agree with what Stephen A. said about Michael Jordan ruining basketball either. I don't know what the hell he's talking about with that. When the fuck did he say that? This morning. All right. <laughs> if we was to ever say anybody has ever ruled the game of basketball, right? You got a couple of names. You got you got Celtic slash Braun. So you got Kate like Garnett Southern slash Braun. Cause motherfucker just stopped building teams after that. Until like recently. Like until yeah. Golden State showed that hey, you could build a comparable team with Draft picks and then Milwaukee said the same thing. And good we, Milwaukee, Utah said, "Yo, your best player doesn't have to come through the first five picks of the draft. They can come at thirteen or even in the second round." So, um, you know, Milwaukee, Brian, and then David Stern when he saw Magic and Larry because he was like, "We gonna we gonna do this a lot." We're just going to make it more, you know, we, we about the mainstream and shit. So, you know, a lot of a lot of fixing was going on around that time. But um, <laughs> uh, I just like, I, if anything, if, we, if I'm being completely serious, um, Bron, I would say Bron Celtic just about like teaming up shit and did technically KD. But 
that's still part of the teaming up type thing. But and that's getting technical because a lot of people teamed up. It's just they was kind of successful, so people and teams gravitated towards that success. And then you know Braun because his fan base brought a lot of ass dialogue to 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 talking. Him and Kobe fan base brought a lot of ass dialogue. So, but yeah, I don't think like whatever Stephen A. Stephen A. Smoking crack. I don't know how the what the fuck did Jordan do? He literally came in. Jordan left. saved the league. Well, man, no, again. Magic and Bird saved the league. Mike said, well, "Thanks saving for saving it. it. I'm taking it to the next level." <laughs> right. He took that shit. Yeah, that, across the he world and back. Save. It, he just took it to the next level. He, Mike did what, what Mark, what Animate DC uh, thought Young Justice was supposed to do, but that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But yeah, but overall though, like, oh, oh yeah, the Steph thing. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Celtics. But this is gonna be a fun finals. I think it's gonna be more fun than people giving it credit for. I don't think it's gonna be a five game series. If if the Warriors beat their ass in five, then shit, it's nothing we can do. That 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 revenge was popping, G. It was nothing you can do. And Steph said, "Hey, I want this moment." But um, with all that being said, I'm going to go with the Warriors in six. Warriors in six. Matter of fact, hold on. Wait, let me. Who has home court? Boston. Let me just double check, cause let's see, Boston, what NBA final schedule? Cause that that's gonna play a role right there. Hold on. Um, no, actually, uh, go to state. Yeah, home first. Then go to state. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the Warriors got home court, which. Hey, but the, but the Celtics been the best road team, so it's gonna be interesting. They beat Miami three times at home but on the road. It's Miami, <laughs> and Miami hadn't lost at all at home in the playoffs That's until they got to the uh, mm. to the Celtics. So yeah, this is the Celtics have been a good road team all playoffs though, so I'm gonna give them that credit. It's just like I want the Celtics to win, I just do, but. I'ma just go with my the logic and go with Warriors in six. But all I'm say is this: if the if the if the Celtics overcome Game Six, Clay, I'm taking Tatum in the game in seven though. If it goes seven, but I think the Warriors win in six with um and just because my anti Steph Curry agenda, Clay Thompson's winning a uh, Finals MVP. I think Clay's gonna have a really good series. That's a crazy take, but I I I would just say like for me I I got Celtics kind of rooting for them even though it's fuck Boston. Um, oh. I need a new regime. I need a new regime in the NBA. So I I would love for the Celtics to win. I ain't got no skin in none of this. I don't even have a favorite team, to tell you the truth. I just like certain players. Uh, Unfortunately, the Bulls is going to always be ass, as you know. So, uh, I got the the Celtics winning. I got the Celtics winning. Celtics in seven. 
Because, you know, Adam Silver, if it's going to go to six, might as well make it a seven. Yeah, because he's going to call uh, Scott Foster to game six. <laughs> he's going to be there. Also, then, fun stat. Celtics are 12-0 and when Scott Foster officiates. So, hey. Shit. Yo. <laughs> Yo, if that man... That man, if that man isn't part of the referee staff for the finals, G, I will it, shenanigans, shenanigans. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tyler, your uh, who you got? Oh, well, your Daytro, where you um, going? I already said Celtics. All right, Boston, either Boston in seven or Warriors in six. Okay, uh, y'all didn't say y'all finals MVPs. Ah, Jason Tatum. Steph. Steph or Tatum. Alright. Uh if if the Celtics win, uh I'm going with Tatum. I think the NBA's ready to crown Tatum. <laughs> it is it's very evident. They're 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 ready to crown him. Uh yeah, and this is kinda and I don't wanna be that person, but like I'm I'm tired of the light skinned mamba uh uh thing they're trying to push here. So with all that being said, I want nothing but the best for Tatum. But um, the league is ready to shove him down our throats. It, it's very yeah. evident. It's very fucking evident. Plus, he's a Celtic. And he's 24. It, the writing is on the wall if the Celtics do win. Tatum is going to win MVP. Even if Jalen Brown averages 30 for the entire series, they're going to give it to Tatum somehow, some way. That's how I view it. Um, But, yeah. um, So... We'll have a good finals. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so let's go ahead and get into other things. Oh, we have Lakers news. Uh, shout out to them hiring Darvin Ham. Uh, shout out to you, black man, getting a job. I'm all for it. Shout out to you. Um, let God have mercy on your soul because you got to find a way to uh, incorporate Westbrook, LeBron, and AD to work, function properly. Let God have mercy on your soul. But I'm rooting for you, black man. Do your job. Um, y'all thoughts on Darvin Ham? For we exactly everything that you just said. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't think it matters who they get as a coach. I think they they really have to find a way to reconstruct that roster where it makes sense, or else he could do all the he could be a, a a hell of a coach, which I hope that he is. But truth be told, he's getting handed a shitty situation. You believe he can take it. You believe it. So, as long as it wasn't Terry Stotts, I would have been mad as fuck if it was Terry Stotts. Yeah, <laughs> that nigga was going to get We know what's hold. going on next season. <laughs> that nigga sure. was going to get hold. <laughs> no matter how you view it, that nigga was going to get hold. But, hey, what's um, the maximum players? Of, what's the maximum foot? There's many players like on the field on football. Is it 12, 13, 10, or 11? Maximum for each side? Yeah. It's, uh, it's always 11. Bro, you bet not. That bet not. Oh, that better be right, Chris. I'm doing All a right. test in Yakuza. Um, but go ahead, oh, my bad. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just because, hold on. I, don't... <laughs> I already put the answer down. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I believe, yeah, 11 on 11. Yeah. Yeah, it's 11. Because 12 men on the field is a penalty. Yep, there we go. All right. But, um, because literally that shows how long I actually looked at a playbook. But anyway, uh. Yeah, shout out to Darvin Ham getting a job. Shout out to you, black man. And the Jazz said they still don't know what the hell they want to do with um, their coach. I forgot his name, but 
hopefully figure out what they want to do sooner than later. Uh, so then let's go ahead and talk about what's next for the Heat and Mavericks. Um, let's go ahead and get the Mavericks out the way because I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on them. So the Mavericks lost in five um, to the Warriors. I would say it was somewhat of a competitive five. I give them that. Um, but it just showed that for one, the Suns ain't shit. wasn't a, was as fraudulent as we thought. But also that the uh, Mavericks also have more holes than than we than we let on, and also just shows that if you you can't be a one man crew trying to beat the Warriors, regardless, we we've seen it already. We we've seen it with the number two greatest player of all time. He couldn't beat them solo. So yeah, but point being, the Mavericks are in a situation where it's like you unexpectedly made the conference finals. You overachieved. You had a Really good season. Jason Kidd redeemed himself as a coach. Um, but you're also in a fucked up financial situation because, yes, you will have to pay Luca the Supermax regardless how you feel. <laughs> like, no matter how you feel. You're paying Luca the Supermax. But you also have, and I give respect to Dorian Finney-Smith. Good player. Really solid guy. I think he's getting close to 15 mil a year. I think. <laughs> uh, luckily, I think Mark Cuban is going to just throw Spencer Dinwiddie Shark Tank uh, royalties. So I think he should be good um, in that aspect. But you still got to pay Jalen Brunson. And look, he's he's a Chicago land guy. Respect Jalen Brunson. Don't give him his respect. But Either the Mavericks or somebody's going to overpay him and regret it in two years. That's all I'm saying in regards to Jalen Brunson, but somebody's going to overpay him and regret it in two years. We, we've seen this yeah. before. Um, shout out to the Knicks. But they're in a tough situation in terms of getting better because I think they're capped out. And picks-wise, I think they gave up picks to get rid of Porzingis, which – I really don't like the fact teams do that, but max contracts suck. Um, so they're in an interesting situation. Like Datro mentioned earlier, the way Luca plays, it is tough, and it's tough to imagine who's the ideal two to put with him. Some people say Gobert works because he doesn't demand the ball and he just plays good defense. And yeah, you can have somebody to anchor the defense, and I think Luke will actually get him the ball because he finds a way to get fucking Dwight Powell the fucking ball but um, from time to time. But, and then some people saying, Aiden, I, I don't see it. It's tough to ideal. Aiden's going Luka. to Detroit. It's tough. Aiden probably is going to go to Detroit. Chris Paul and Devin Booker's about to play with Jeremy fucking Grant. Have fun. Um, have fun with that. <laughs> have but uh but yeah point being it's tough to figure out who will be the ideal two to put with Luca. do you put another guard with him do you find a big to pair with him like who do you put with him and it's interesting to go from there but um i don't know what to do with the mavericks uh i i let daytro you i like i'll let you give your theory out expire upon your theory ah shoot ah man look you just gotta, you just gotta build. You gotta get Luca around people who can knock down shots, and knock down shots, 
take care of the ball and 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 play. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the only how I see it. Uh shit, I'm about to fail this as him. That's the that's how I see it. Um Oh, I gotta retake that. Oh, I'm trying to think. My bad. Fucking exam. Uh, I don't even know why they got me doing fucking asking questions about the goddamn triad fucking Yakuza's. Uh, Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. All right, cool. It was frozen on my screen. Um, so, I think just knockdown shots, if you're going to have Luca as the main focus, and he's is on primary on offense. One, he will have to change his game, right? So that means his 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 the way he play, he's going to have to switch it up and be able to move the ball better. Um, and then whoever his number two will be will have to be a legit three and D. Like he can knock down the sh- occasional shot, but he's really good on defense. And he's able to push the pace and when Lucas off the court the basketball don't go down because that's key to winning basketball it's when we all star players off the court for the five minutes he's going to be off the court in the finals that it don't go down I think you don't need a Jokic another facilitator that just jumble things up um, you need somebody like a Paul George you need somebody like a uh, if he was to do a big man like a Rudy Gobert, just the defense, make that great defensive team that's already in Dallas even better. Um, and he just got to have Luka's weaknesses. Lucas, Lucas is bad on defense. So if you want to get another forward. Um, another wing. Yeah, that they're going to switch off of. You're going to need that. Um, and then just somebody who can help push the pace. Luka really pushes the pace. Luka is strong. He, he gets into the hole. He posts people down. But when Luca passes to somebody, that person's going to have to be able to create his own shot. Um, you just can't have him two duo ball. Hunting. You can't give him another fucking Donovan Mitchell. You can't give him nothing. That's not going to work out. You saw you it didn't work no, out with you, Porzingis. Yeah, you, you can't get another black hole offensively type guy. Yeah, so um, and you're going to have to get somebody who's okay with they only going to put up 15 or 18 shots. And that's fine. Be efficient with your 15, 18. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, you know, that's it, really. Um, they already got a great coach in Jason Kidd. People really thought Jason Kidd was a bad coach. It's crazy. I, um, it, it was just he did some goofy things as a coach, and people, it stuck. Like, I think it was primarily when he was the Nets coach. But, like, as the Bucks, he wasn't a bad coach. He he did a good job developing Giannis and Middleton at the time. And, like, Giannis gives that – Giannis loves every coach, I feel like. But um, – because what he said about Darvin was like, okay. But um, but <laughs> even when, like, Kidd got fired, he he legit gave Jason Kidd a lot of credit for, like, developing who he is. Jason Kidd literally said, nigga, you're going to be a 6'11 point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, gee, who, like, what the fuck? But – Kid, I think Jason Kidd just had to take a back seat and figure it out. And I think just being on the bench with Vogel made him figure figure some things out. And also, I think he played a bigger role on that coaching staff than people give him credit for, too. But I think Kidd grew as a coach. And I think sometimes you just got to take your, your bumps before you really pick up. Because 
regards, he's still one of the greatest point guards of all, one of the greatest point guards that ever played the game. So it's like mind wise, I think he 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 was going to figure it out. He had it was no way he wasn't going to figure it out as a coach. It's just just got to take your bumps and he figured it out. And I think long term, I think he's going to do Luca justice in many ways because he's somebody who sit there and tell him like, hey, look. I need you to get niggas involved, but I think it just goes back to Luca getting more offense—not not just more offensive players, but like another guy who he could rely on and say, "Rely, trust that guy." Like, yeah. What's crazy those- is I think somebody like, you know, if they were actually like really available to be able to get like somebody like a Wiggins, somebody like a Chris Middleton, would kind of fit with him. I, I wouldn't even say maybe a Wiggins. Type the, that type of player, not, maybe yeah. not that player specifically, but those type of players would would fit around him, I believe. Yeah, like versatile two way wing guys. Yeah, but like I said, I think I was telling somebody this: Knicks act like F- versatile wings are just out here in the league, and it's really not. <laughs> They're really no, it's, 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 not it's a, funny because it is a the, the one, they they all locked up, and then. They not coming into the league as well as they, as in abundance as they once was. Not even a once was barely. Like okay, let's in terms of like legit wings off the top of my head, and I'm talking about like legit wings. I think of in terms of role players, not just star players. Like the Clippers have half of them. Honestly, like yep. if you look at the Clippers roster, half their roster is versatile wings. Um. The Suns got Miles Bridges. Um, Miles Bridges, and then you got Devin Booker. Um the, the Celtics are blessed to have two, and they're both stars. Um trying to think. Trying to think. Miami got Jimmy. Yeah, Miami uh, got Jimmy. I guess you could say PJ Tucker in terms of defense. Um and then like the Bucks got Middleton. Um, Bucks got Middleton and there's somebody else on their team, but I can't think of them. Uh, who else? The Mavs have Finney Smith. He's one. I give him that. Like it's not that many in terms of just like oh, oh and the Warriors got Wiggins, Clay, and uh, Wiggins, Clay as well. So it's just there's a couple, and also Moses Moody. I think will develop into that type of guy. So it's like it's yeah. not that many. It's really not in terms of like either they're solid role players or they're all star level players. It's not that many. They're really not. And like I said, and most of them are on one franchise right now, which is the Clippers. So it's it's not that many. And you you hope to luck up and draft one, but okay. You gotta develop you hope he even developed to be a solid player. That's the issue in itself. So Especially yeah. in like how modern NBA is in a very positionless style game, a versatile nigga is is very diamond a dozen now. It is right because you don't necessarily want to draft somebody and force them to be something that they really not. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like you, you know, you you just gotta hope for the best, and you know that's why you do have to really pay attention in the draft. Like, look for something that's actually gonna help your team get better. So, Mavs are an interesting situation. I do. I don't think they're gonna. F- Mark Cuban's a smart GM. I mean, owner. He's not gonna force something, 
but he knows how to build something to stay relevant until his freak his his European superstar figures it out and can get his team there. Like he, Dirk eventually got there twice, and then do I? Is it possible? Maybe I don't know. It's possible, but we 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 can only see. But what's what? It's on. It's up to it's up to the world to uh to dictate that. Um, let's look at the Heat real quick. Um, it's called find Jimmy some fucking help. <laughs> That's yeah. all. help? I think the Heat got it. I think they got it. They just offensively. Go. I think personally, sometimes. You would just be that team that was known as a great team that didn't win a championship. That's okay. It takes a lot to win a championship in this league. Especially nowadays. Especially nowadays. Yeah. It takes a lot just falling together. Um, Do they got it to do that? Who knows? But it takes a lot. It takes a lot to to fall together, and it takes injuries. It takes another team completely falling out of whack. Mm-hmm. The only reason the Pistons won a championship in a millennium is because the fucking Lakers couldn't get it together in their heads, bro. It takes a lot, bro. Also because the Pacers situation, too, because I think the Pacers would have beat them, eight. but that's uh, a, another wait, story. It was but. the year after. That was oh yeah yeah that was the year after yeah that 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 was the year after but uh, I get what you mean but yeah the Pistons literally won it because Shaq and Kobe hated each other. Karl Malone was hurt. He got hurt in the previous round and yeah like shit like if Kobe had a half half of a brain, I think literally they would have been we wouldn't be talking about shit. But it is what it is. Um. Yeah, but I like it's just my thing is it's just the Heat are a really great defensive team. They're always going to be there because that's it's the Pat Riley identity. It, it, it just outright is. So, but at the same time, they need another. Like I feel like they really need a consistent offensive piece. It was supposed to be Tyler Hero, but he was hurt most of the playoffs. So I'm gonna let that slide. But. It's just me personally. I just don't believe Tyler Hero should be your number two. He should. No, no. You add an extra piece and have him be your main scorer off the bench. That, which that is what makes he is. Sense. That's what he's supposed to be. And even when and when Jimmy was hurt, like he did step up and hooped his ass off. Like I'm not mad at Tyler Hero winning six man of the year, but also yeah. he should be your number three. Scoring Three. I I think, but and I think that's perfect. It coming off the bench, but if you're gonna pay people money, the money if you're gonna pay Bam money, I think Bam guy is to pay yeah, Bam, Bam money. Got you got Jimmy Butler that money. You don't put Cal Lowry with him. I agree. You don't put Cal Lowry with him. PJ Tucker, great move. Yeah, PJ Tucker, like look, any you could put PJ Tucker on any contending team. They're happy to have him. Yeah. He just play hard. Play hard and he'll make the corner three. Once or twice. Like, but like, like you said, you know, P, like I said, PJ took a great move. You take care. That, that's a great move because you're getting a vet who's been there. Got a chip finally, but had deep playoff runs with great players. 
and know what it takes to play with those great players. So, just man, just Cal Lowry was the worst move you can make. Cal Lowry just wanted to be in South Beach. He wanted to be in South Beach, look at that ring, and then hang out with Drake when he is in Miami, G. That's what Kyle Lowry wanted to do, G. I'm not mad at it. I'm not. He has won his championship in teams, and, like, I hate to say this, they overrated his value to an extent. He's a good player. But I think teams literally say, we're going to overrate his value. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. That's why, like, I wasn't mad when the Lakers didn't trade the farm for him. It's just like, hey, like, I think y'all niggas is overrating the value that Kyle Lowry's bringing more than anything. But you put that nigga in South Beach at the tail end of his career, you you chose that. You did. That's all I'm going to say. And I like Kyle Lowry. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kyle Lowry. I respect him. But y'all chose to bring him to South Beach at the tail end of his career. He won his championship. He is highly considering he will be a considerate as a 10th ballot Hall of Famer one day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it is what it is. Y'all, y'all chose that. But I think that he is definitely going to be in conversation to try to bring in another piece offensively. Um, Duncan Robinson's contract is. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Hey, they gotta to, get that shit off hey, some, somehow. I was listening to a podcast. They mills. said that I was listening to a podcast. Somebody said that nigga is a ninety million dollars Steve Novak. I cried. I was like, "Yo, y'all caught that man, Steve Novak." But Duncan Robinson finessed y'all niggas, and he's going to be used as a salary cap piece in any trade this off season. But I'm very interested to see where things go though uh, for the Heat though. Like they, Jimmy proved me wrong. He did. He, I would say that he proved me wrong. I will literally, I, I will argue that he, I would have gave him the Eastern Conference Championship Award. My nigga, prove you wrong. Hey. I came on this bitch as a hater. Yes, he did. Daytra did. <laughs> Check the archives. Like, so, I proved me the fuck wrong. He probably don't play all season. That nigga's a, a hooper through and through. Like, like Jimmy, I will always say this about Jimmy. He's not scared of the moment. Scared of the regular uh-huh. season. But he's not scared of the moment, though. Like, I don't even playoffs. think it's just that. Like, with the season, like, I get I get where you guys are coming from with it. But the players, they just getting away with what they can get away with. Until they yeah. say you niggas got to play a certain amount of games. Shout out to that. Unless Shout you hurt. that lockout, nigga. But... <laughs> Shout out to that. Which line. I'm not like, that's why, like, I'm not mad at it, but I do get people's frustration with players not playing, you know, a decent amount of games just because just they don't feel like it. Like, obviously, you know, we pay to watch them play and everything, but if I'm a player and I was, if I'm, if I'm able to get away with it to a certain degree, why wouldn't you? Especially yeah. if it's going to help you later down the road. Yeah, which it did. Like, you know, you're still playing hurt. But, um, but yeah, so Miami's in an interesting situation. I'm pretty sure they're going to be calling about Bradley B. I'm pretty sure they're going to be calling about Donovan Mitchell possibly as well. But get somebody to help Jimmy offensively because I think the best version of Jimmy is where he doesn't need to super carry the offensive burden. 
Like I think that's just what it is. He, the best version of him is that. Even though we've seen the best version, it's dope to see. But I think it'd be even better when he actually has help with him. That's a legit help with him offensively. So, but um, but yeah. So anything else NBA wise? Oh, didn't see on? um. Didn't they? Did they officially announce the um that they're doing the expansion team? No, no it's not official yet, but. It. It's they probably good, won't announce that till next year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's probably going to be next year, but it is rumored that the NBA is looking to add two expansions uh, before the decade is out. Um, of course, Seattle and Las Vegas are the uh, top two options. I'm not mad. An NBA team in Vegas is going to be disgusting. Like, yes, the WNBA team works. And shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. They are really good succeeding franchise. And also, Asia Wilson what's good but point being and all of this i think women are more mature enough to handle being living in vegas throughout the season than a group of young nba niggas especially modern day nba niggas that's just me being honest but it is what it is if they so choose to do so and i think seattle just deserves a basketball team as a whole like i'm not mad at that ever so shout, so if if that is, if it is the uh, what you'll call it, shout to them. So, but I hope um, it is both of them though. I mean, like you you make a good point with the, with the Vegas situation, but I don't want to see a team in fucking like Montana or some shit. That's never like we are that. Utah are Utah already has a team which they don't deserve. So we don't need another state that don't deserve a sports team. Yeah, like I don't like look Montana. Who lives in Montana? Itself. I'd be pressed if they'd be like, yeah, you going to Montana. I'd be Have fucking fun. sick. But point being, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes because the league is prospering regardless how people may feel about the product itself. The league is prospering. And like, a, and even though lockout is incoming, that ain't going to mean that they're going to stop that expansion. So, And plus, with so much talent in the league right now, it doesn't hurt to expand a little bit to stretch it out a little bit more how does how would would that necessarily work though with them just adding in two new teams like how do they do they just take add, the, i gotta look at how they did in the 90s like in the 90s i know like it was 90s was huge expansion that's why some people sit there and say that's why jordan was able to dominate so easily because they added so many more teams so talent was getting thrown all over but um pretty much they do an expansion draft Teams will just have to protect, I think, up to, I think they protect five to six players, and the expansion teams just pick from, like, the teams and all of that. But I don't think they're going to do two in the same year. That'd be yeah. a little reckless. Um, but, I'm like I said. Especially if to... both of them end up going out west, because you're going to have to move two teams from, from the west to the east. More than likely Minnesota and Memphis. Like I said, yeah, like I told you, Minnesota and Memphis would be the obvious options in that case. Um, or maybe one of the teams in Texas, which would be fucked up. But um, let's see where things go. I have no control over that shit. That's on Adam Silver to figure out. And look, <laughs> that's on him to figure out. But um, but yeah, so I, that's it for this uh, for this weekend uh, for Threes from the Ring NBA portion. Um like I said, we'll uh keep you, we're gonna do as many episodes as we can with the finals. Um, we're definitely if things go too far, as in it's game four, 
and somebody's about to get swept, we will record the night of the sweep, and jokes will be thrown. <laughs> jokes will be thrown, but uh, if it's a competitive game seven, we might, depending on the day that game seven fall, we might do a live stream, do something different. We'll do a live stream. Uh, but we'll uh, record throughout the finals, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll give our definitely our thoughts on the Twitter page, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring as well. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Like, comment, subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Well, you are watching us on YouTube because this is the NBA portion. But if you're just listening, make sure you uh, subscribe as well. Do what you got to do. Share. Share the shit. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate the support. It's all appreciated. And also, stay tuned for the wrestling portion. If you just watch us on YouTube, you, uh, that will be up either the following couple of days. A couple of days. By, before Hell in Cell, it'll be up. So be on the lookout for that. Me and Tyler give our thoughts on the chaos as the the the, the news and not the products itself. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, cause it's been very slow lately, wrestling wise. It's shit. Product wise. It's shit. Let's just call it what it is. It's shit. So shout out to drama. But um but yeah, thanks for listening. Which is part of entertainment. Yeah, that's sports entertainment. But yeah, but (laughs) thanks for listening and peace. Peace out, y'all. Wrestling portion of Threes from the Ring. This your boy Chris J. Got the boy Tyler here. Yo, what's good, y'all? All right. So overall, if you uh wrestling has been doo doo these past couple of weeks. And and this Dreamly is dry. it's just it's it's a dry time. It's it's a dry time. And it's always like this post mania, so it's like you you got to get what you can get. But um, the stuff that is going on, it's it's a couple interesting things, you know, like WWE side of things. The Cody and Seth rivalry is the hottest storyline right. Well, legit is the hottest storyline right now. Uh, in terms of in ring shit, let's just put let's be specific. In terms yeah. of in ring, actually wrestling, that is the hottest thing going on right now. Um. And then I would say another one would be the uh, Judgment Day versus the uh, WWE Bullet Club. Um, them as well. Um, mm-hmm. Almost and Lashley. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, SmackDown literally is just. Oh, and then uh, the Bloodline versus Riddle. That's literally what we got going on. And then on. The alternative brand you have, um, shit. <laughs> you have shit. <laughs> you got Please. shit. Literally shit. People gonna sit there and lie, but it, it is shit. And then, even looking at NXT side of things, um, Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker sucks. I'm just gonna be, keep it real. That sucks. And yeah, then, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's just not, it's not hidden. It's not hidden. 
Yeah, like I don't think I remember the last time I watched a full episode of NXT to be honest. Like I'm aware of some shit that's going on, but it is not heavy. But um so yeah, so with that, um we'll just get to the wrestling gossip first. A lot of it is AEW heavy. It honestly is AEW heavy. The mugs is in the mud in terms of mud. I mean in terms of news. But um they did have a double or nothing pay per view this past uh weekend. Um, I would deem it success uh, in terms of they they did their job by selling out. Shout out to you, but um, then you just decide to just play the internet game, and with the MJF situation, and then your news conference was dumb as fuck, and then you once again stop with these long ass pay per views. Stop. Like you're tweaking. Um, in regards to that, so, it's, it's weird that they do these long ass pay per views just to get people on the card, but you don't do this with your weekly TV shows like that. It don't make sense to me. It's like you like you stuff in every single thing that's going on on the weekly TV shows that, and then put into the and be like, yo, that, that oh shit, that was happening. Like, come on, like stop. Like it'll be a feud that was going on on dark, and they'll throw that shit on the on the pay per view. Like, bro, we didn't see that shit. Yeah, like. Come on. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, CM Punk's your new uh, AEW champion. We'll see how they... Did, did, did they announce the ratings for this past Wednesday yet? Not I, that I'm, I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Hopefully that shit pop up. Because uh, if that shit don't hit a milli, dialogue. Dialogue. It wouldn't have been for Punk anyway. No, if it would have been Punk... It would have been because of Punk. Punk's your champ. This is one of the biggest faces in terms of wrestling in the at least modern era. One of the bigger faces. You can't pop a mill with him as your champ. Something's not right. Let's put it that way. Um yeah. so that's what I mean. Like if you ain't popping a mill, something's not right because even though with your uh debuts, who care? It's like no offense to Stokely Halfway, let black legend in his own right. And uh, uh, bootcut jeans, Boot, bootcut jeans. I'm calling Sister Dudley. Jeans. Sister Dudley, there we go. Sister Dudley. Uh, they not they're not needle movers. Then again, who who has? But point being in all of this is just a simple fact of if they don't pop a meal off this week and then consistently. And I'm talking. I'm not saying they got hit WWE numbers, but you got to hit a meal consistently now. If not, then you fucked up. But uh, but yeah. So with all that being said, um, yeah, W double or nothing. You had um, CM Punk won the belt. Uh, Adam Cole and um, his wife Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Uh, they won the uh, I, I, I'm the Martha Hart. The Martha Hart. Uh challenge i'm just basically be real like I, well i want to say i don't want to say I, I can't say on this podcast i'm glad black otakus is like my safe haven podcast but um but i can't say on this podcast the martha hart challenge um and he, with a lot of bret hart ass kissing as well and he's not and she don't like that man but and it's wild because the the cup is supposed to be for Owen Hart. It just feels like they just used his name. That was it. 
that's gee, that's why it I call it the Martha it Hart the Martha Hart Open Challenge Tournament. G. But that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. That's all I will say in regards to that. Um, Jay retains her belt. Then they do dumb shit. Um, but like with the Jay and with Jay's thing. Um, like so I'm happy she won. Like shout to uh, sis, do your thing. We love you here. Um, but. She didn't need Stokely. She don't yeah, if we're keeping it real, she did. Like, it's people you could have put Stokely with, and it would have did them wonders. It's a force. It's already a force black tag team that you put together. It will work. <laughs> it will work. Um, but Jay can talk for herself. She's a really good talker. And she does well promoting herself, so it's like she don't necessarily need Stokely. I'm pretty sure it will lead to some uh, nice, like, social media content and just kind of make her uh, her TV promos a little bit more uh, engaging. But she does a good job without him. So it'd be interesting to see where things go for, for her for here with with him involved with the baddies. Um, but, yeah, overall, though, um, she, like, that's cool, but it's like you could have put them elsewhere at tough to help elevate certain talent. Uh, and then you just put a honestly, you could have now, now, nah, nah, cause you could have put him with Athena, it would have made more sense. Yeah, if we're gonna keep it 100, <laughs> never said by any black person alive, ever. Ever like we like literally is we keep it one hundred, one hundred, or you say like Chief Keith Hana, literally. So it is like you said you know, hundred like like the car, like gee like literally like you said we keep it one hundred like nigga you talking about the damn a Sonata bit like what the hell we doing here, <laughs> but but yeah like you could have put him with her, it's other talent he could have been around that. He would have had a bigger impact on, but it is. It, but I'm cool if he's with somebody who's who legit is getting TV time consistently. Um, yeah, cool. With AEW, um, more than their main women's champ. But, but yeah, so that happened. Um, Jeff Hardy died and came back to life, and don't know that he died and came back to life. Exactly. They said he actually he had a, some type of head injury during. That's the what match. I mean. That's, why, That's why I say he don't didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. But originally, everybody was saying this, but well, I'm pretty sure it was a mix of that plus he was taking on them wild bumps from Darby Allen a week earlier. Even before that, like, gee, think about all the Jeff Hardy matches. He's been look. Been he AW. hasn't been looking good since since coming in. He's been looking very lethargic. You know, ever since the ever since the WWE incident, he just has not looked the same at all. It it just gives you the idea that WWE knew how they were properly using him. Like it's like you got to give credit to the fact that even he knows. Like okay, I need to slow it down, but he knows. But in WWE at least, because and they're going to protect him. Like he knows when he needs to go all out and when he doesn't. Like they're going to protect him there. Cause they know, literally, he he spent majority of his career there. So they they know your body better. They have the medical staff to know certain shit. 
but in comparison to AEW, they just kill yourself. They basically literally kill yourself. Um, and that's the unfortunate part, and it's like that's the scary thing because it's just like we've had steadily seen Jeff Hardy look not good in the ring to the point where some people are saying Matt Hardy looks better than him in the ring right now. So at that point, you need to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, both yeah. of both of them do. Like it's cool. Matt was doing doing cool cool shit, you know, managing different groups. Like I could st- still see Matt. Being like a Michael Hayes to some type of group or something like that, but Jeff himself is like it's getting to the point where it's like your body is gonna is literally going to give up on you at some point, bro. Yeah. And you gotta, you have you should you should already know that you can't keep taking these these wild bumps and making these commitments to doing all these wild spots. It's just not good for Especially you. Not just younger regular anymore. shows. So, but anyway, so, um. Yeah, and then a bunch of other shit happened in that pay-per-view. But oh, but the main thing, let's go ahead and uh talk about MJF. <laughs> the weekend of MJF. <laughs> yes. Uh so MJF was it what with AEW they double or nothing they had they meet and greets. Of course you do all your this is one of their bigger pay per views. So they're gonna have, you know, more event you know, more things going on and shit. So MJF was scheduled to go to a meet and greet. Does not show up. Irony, he pops up at, uh, he's at a casino playing on the slots or some shit or playing blackjack or something. I don't remember. But, um, <laughs> and he was supposed to be at a meet and greet. Then, Fightful uh, reports that he's supposed to, uh, that he supposedly booked a trip home. <laughs> and he supposedly booked a trip home, uh, and he's leaving and all of that so i'm like yo this is just random this is no but that gets the wrestling community going and all i'm gonna say is just the fact that the tone with some people was a lot different compared to sasha and naomi let's just put it that way they the tone of it is just different it always Um, is yeah like still you have a fair amount of people calling unprofessional but there was still some. It was, you know, it wasn't the same. Just yeah, it wasn't. Where's the, where's the outrage? Where's the uh, the emotion? Exactly. Like, and I, I'm talking about from white people, black people. We they were defending in disgust, while white people was just like, yeah. you know, you know. But yeah. anyway, so, um, so yeah, so then this is Saturday. So going in, we're just saying like, yo, what the hell's going on? Uh, everybody's waiting for Sean Ross sap goofy ass to say something waiting for uh, like what what's going on so discourse chaos then we get uh, the next day still not re- it's reported that either he went home then it was reported that um, that he didn't arrive to the arena until the very last minute and the funny thing is was Wardlow MJF opens up so it's just hilarious it's like at th- this is where you, I start questioning. I'm like, this is a work. It's it's, it's work vibes here, but at the same yes. time, in the midst of all of this, it is reports and everything just coming out. Deep dark sheets are clashing. They're trying to be like, I'm I, I'm correct. The others saying I'm correct. You're wrong. It's hilarious at this point. But anyway, MJF comes out, takes his 13 power bombs from Warlow, 
eats the pen, goes home. Warlow gets his moment. Shout out to MJF for being uh for showing up to work at least. Shout out to you for showing up to work, not fucking up somebody else's uh moment. Respect, bro. Respect. But anyway, so at this point now, no, go. Uh, what you say, Tyler? I was saying, yeah, he did the right thing. Yeah, like, like literally, unlike another character who just wants to shit on her fellow sister uh, and all of that. But we're not going to go there. Um, so with that being said, we fast forward to Wednesday. In the midst of this, now we're getting news of reports of. Yo, MJF uh, is home. He's not. He's probably going to be away for the time being. And then now we're getting reports of how much his pay actually was. And when I was at work and I saw the, and Daytrail uh, put that in the group chat, put it in the group chat and that he gets paid just as much as MJF, I cried. Because, like, I don't know the exact money he makes, but I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you go, ooh. That's all you can do is go. Ooh, okay. it, it def that's definitely not enough for him to be working for for one of the more major wrestling brands. This is the second biggest wrestling company. Yes, even though they are still a startup company, this is their third year. You have a TV contract. You're paying CM Punk, Daniel Bryan in in the millions. I'm po- I'm pretty positive they're getting paid in the millions. Um, and then you're sure. bringing in so many former WWE talent, NXT talent. And I'm pretty sure they're getting paid not as much as they uh as the money they were making in WWE, but close enough where it's like we cool, you know. So then, with all that being said, people sit there and find out that he's making between forty and seventy thousand dollars. Look, I'm not taking no bumps. I ain't falling on my head for no man for six not for less than six figures. He said he kind of alluded to that during his promo rant too. Yeah, so a lot and um, so that was coming out, and he did supposedly like that was just him first signing his contract, and but he did, but they did say he got a slight extension, so he might be touching six figures now, but it's like still, what the fuck for him to be one of the more major he get he's been getting consistent TV time since the start of uh Dynamite, mm-hmm. and um. <laughs> He probably is one of their bigger draws. No, he he is not probably. He, he is. It's like for him to be. He he is to me. He's their best character. He has the best character in AEW currently. So it's it's no reason for him to not. Like I get like from the business standpoint, I try to understand a little about like how like you said they're still a startup. They're only in year three, but they do have a major TV contract. The money can only go around so much, but I feel like he's definitely one of those guys that's worth however much the you know that bigger cut of the pie is. And he, from his standpoint, you can't be mad at him. Yeah, because he knows his worth. Yeah, he knows his worth as a company, and like, see, at the end of the day, look, as somebody who loves sports, I and I'm and into media, I I have to hear the news. And I pay attention. I wake up to Sports Center, my nigga. So I've been hearing for like as long as I can remember players wanting more money because they know they're worth to their rosters. So with that being said, seeing like somebody who actually knows who they're worth and literally has been doing it, 
pay that man. Like, gee, pay him. Like, because at the end of the day, like, shoot, in two less than two years, yeah, he will probably be on his way to freaking having a a, a road to WrestleMania, popping up to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so, if you're not careful, that's all that matter. Cause I don't. But like at the end of the day, though, is this though? You can't just have somebody and consistently give them storylines, major storylines. He's always on TV, and you gotta think about like just MJF's like path and all of that. Like he has literally been one of the biggest faces of the company. I mean faces as in like people that when you talk about AEW, you you're you're probably naming him third, if not second. Yes, consistently. Like and I'm and I'm and I'm and that's without saying immediately. And that's like literally, I mean that. Like, right? And even like, even in any other iterations of AEW, you're probably naming him uh, within the first three. Within, yeah. Like first year, he made a big. He had his moment. Year two's there. Year three, you have the biggest work in the company right now. <laughs> so it's like, bro, what are you doing? But anyway, so um. So yeah, so the stories is brewing, and then Wednesday comes, in the classic AEW fashion, MJF talks. <laughs> and by the way, this is the same episode night of AEW four, and it's their first. Uh, I think it's their first Dynamite in an arena. I think they were uh, doing the LA Forum. Um, so shout out to them for uh, shout out to that um, for selling that out, and also Discovery Warner. The Discovery execs were supposedly at this show as well. So, one, I don't think this is necessarily the storyline you want to have started or have going on in the midst of having big-time execs present. A man begging for money. That's just me personally. Like, because wrestling is already touchy. You know, like, Unless even with WWE, like USA, USA rocks with them because like shit, they done them justice for years. Yeah. So, so it's like you know, and then it's just good business for them. Yeah, and then Fox just sees like, yo, they're making tons of money. So it's like we let's see, let's get in on it, you know. So, but um, but yeah, like even with like like the shakiness going on with the uh the Discovery shit. Uh, Discovery buying Turner uh, shit. It's like, you know, they need to be in a fight for my, they're fighting for their lives at the moment. And I, I don't think that's something you really want suits to see is like a man begging for money, whether it's a work or not. That's just me personally. Um, It just looks nasty. It's, it's nasty business to me. But uh, but the point of but that promo in itself, like he pretty much hit on all the shit. And that's when I really felt like it was legit. Like, yo, this man. This is a work. I'm pretty sure they gave him extra pay. I'm pretty sure. I'm not surprised. Like you're not about to have him out there talk about it, and then just be like, "Oh, we're not about to turn this into a storyline." That's just me personally, you know. Right. Um, it was a good promo. It wasn't like the greatest thing ever. Um, it's just. But it's know, always it hits a little bit more when you know it's some some realism some tr- to it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's every promo. Yeah, like. 
Yeah, you know, but is it the greatest ever? No. no. Is it his best? I've heard it's not. It's, it's nothing not that's best. changing the course of wrestling. Exactly. Like that's that's this the main is, thing. It's not. This gonna... is more personal for him, if any, if anything. But it's nothing that's that's doing anything for wrestling specifically. Yeah. But also the fact he called Tony Khan a freaking Mark is hilarious. <laughs> that's that's just hilarious that he called that man a freaking Mark. Um, so I'll shout out to him for that because he's not lying. Um, and the, just everything about it is just hilarious. But um, but yeah, question. It is what it, go ahead. I'm not I'm not too I'm not too well versed in like the language barriers, like what you can say and what you cannot say on, on certain networks and stuff. But he did drop the F-bomb, even though they, you know, they blanked it out and everything. He did drop the F-bomb, you know, on national television at least three times in that promo. Like, yeah, how do they, sure. like, do they so, have to, like, does the network pay, find yeah. them for when that stuff happens? They can, or like, yeah. How- they, they can, but also, um, with that, it's just, with wrestling, like, okay, they going to take the L because they already used, they dropped the B word. They say shit a lot. You know, they, they, right. They say their fair share of cuss words on AEW. Right. So, and I think they're TV 14 anyway. Yeah. I think they're TV 14. So you can get away with some cuss words, but not all. I don't know how much it changed over the years. Um, but, um, Group chat just had me laugh, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just seen it, bro. bro. <laughs> hey, we in that month. We we in that month. Bro, so. it, it, G. the jokes is fine. <laughs> Come on, bro. What the fuck? Oh man, but um, oh, bro, I wasn't expecting that. But, uh, oh, yeah, so anyway, but, yeah, but the promo itself was cool, but, like, oh, yeah, we was talking about, yeah, but, yeah, you could drop it, but it's, like, they're going to, oh, shit, you know, I'm off my clock out alarm going off, but, um, but, yeah, but you could say certain cuss words, it's just, they're going to have to pay the fine, it is what it is, like, who cares, it's, it, yeah, it's whatever, it's one of those things, um, yeah. but, yeah, so they did all of that, then afterwards, AEW supposedly takes him off their roster page and removes all his merch merch. off the website. So, game is the game. Um, But, it's just, like, me personally with the whole MJF situation, like I already mentioned, he's one of the stronger faces of that company. Especially in terms of non-WWE guys, Legit. That's your homegrown talent right there. That's arguably your best homegrown star. Your best. He's your best easily. Like, yeah, you're trying to shove Darby Allen down our throats. Hangman had probably a, had a very lack, <laughs> a lackadaisical title reign. Um, and then who's the other guy? Um, oh, Sammy. Sammy is just getting X Pac cool, levels of heat he right just, now. He's, yeah. He's getting X Pac levels of heat right now with the crowd. Like <laughs> they do not fuck with him. Um 
So it's just like this is how like this is how you treat and do like whether or not you probably already did pay him, but even if you're not in good terms with him, that's not a good look. It's not because once again, this is a Cody guy, by the way. He's very much a Cody guy. Um, and with all that being said, you gotta be real cautious in regards to that. Because Cody, I'm pretty sure, has given Vince Hey, this is when uh, MJF contract is up. Hey, just let you know, Jade is pretty unhappy over there. You know, like she knows she can be bigger than that shit. <laughs> like, don't the biz? The game is the game, man. It's they. It's strings that can be pulled if necessary. Exactly. Like you're like you're year three into your company. And like yes, I expect you. Like one, th- I'm not. I'm not ever gonna be mad at Tony Khan for hiring WWE former WWE guys. No. Now is he using them all properly? Hell fucking no. But but at the same time, I'm not gonna be mad at him. Like the same way I was never mad at anybody going to Impact. Get a fucking job, nigga. <laughs> like, get a job. Simple. And like you got the money, I'm gonna try to get talent that that, that for one is recognizable. And it's gonna have eyes bringing to my product, whether booked properly or not. Like, as much like literally, when we look at the guys who impact that brought in our WWE guys, they brought in the Hardys, they brought in Kurt Angle, of course, Christian Cage, um, like who else? Um, Jericho. Uh, Jericho was never an impact. I mean, I'm talking about impact. Oh, you say impact? Yeah, like uh, just in comparison, like. Booker T, Mick Foley, you know, uh, yeah, pretty, like, a lot but, of, uh, more yeah. than more than a handful of known of known faces from WWE. Yeah, so it's like they and those are people I, who I personally felt were like, ooh, Mr. I'm Kennedy, tune in another good example. Yeah, Kennedy was probably like the youngest WWE guy that just been like, but even then he wasn't like, he was, who cares? Like, yeah, but in comparison to when you just signed all the WWE guys, AW. A lot of them not being used properly. Like literally, I'm gonna be honest. The booking of Daniel Bryan's been horrible. You put him in a stable because you didn't want him to. I feel like they really did not want him to take over their main event scene. I'm gonna just keep it real. I just really feel like they did. They were scared they to, do it. to do it. And but this they thing, want to pull the trigger. You could have did that and it would have been cool. Like, gee, Daniel Bryan being a heel who just wants to just kick people ass and say you niggas can't rust out wrestle me. Make you would make making him your champ would have been fun. It would have been fun because like G because it's what to me what AEW would have been very best at. Great that was really supposed to be their Kurt Angle moment right there. It could have easily been that what Impact did. It could have easily been that where Daniel Bryan just goes around challenging like Yo, look bro, you think you hot but you're not. <laughs> and but then and then you kept putting them in draws against your best talent like Kenny. I understand. Kenny, I totally understand that. Cool. Hangman, hangman no. 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 They did no. it twice with Hangman. No, I they think. did it once with Hangman, then he beats him. And I'm like, gee. And then after that, Daniel Bryan is fucking stuck with Moxley. And you could, and literally, and fucking dumb shit. But anyway, now they're in the stable and they just want to fight niggas. And it's like, okay. Um,. But yes, it's just like when you look at the book and it's like even the Keith Lee's when people sit there and say, "Oh, Keith Lee swerve, all these people were fumbled." But 
they're not doing nothing memorable yet. They haven't done nothing that, you know, make me be like, oh, shit. And it's like, I don't mind Keith Lee and Swerve being in the tag team. I wouldn't mind if they put them in the tag team in WWE at some point. But it's just the fact you're not doing anything to make us want to. It's like, not it, something. It, even the like, way that they became you the tag team. You're not making us care about it. You're yeah. just throwing people together and saying, here you go. Here's two people that you like in a tag team. Like, yeah. It's not and the fucking video then, thing, bro. Even then, it made Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs look better. And them less. Right. Like and they were there already, like literally, like you know, I, I it took for all that to get two guys that were already there to look better. That, that that's, that's backward. They shined more. <laughs> that's just what they like. Not you to put say them that they don't the, deserve the shine, yeah, they don't deserve like, it because honestly, Ricky Starks, a, Ricky Starks, can, and he got he got that juice. He got the juice. I see it. I see it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just an example of like okay. Andrade, <laughs> that dude takes L's <laughs> for no reason. Literally takes L's. Now like that's good... one of your. If you want to go with somebody that's one of your better actual in ring wrestlers on the roster, that's one that's got to be one probably your in your top five. And he just takes L's for no reason. Yeah, and now you just put him in a tag team with a former partner from uh from Mexico. From Triple so, A, I think. Yeah, from Triple A. That's what that's why I just said Mexico because I wasn't sure what company. But uh so it's just like like what are we doing, G? That's my point. Like what are we doing? Oh, and then like the only one oh and then freaking Alistair, like you put him in a faction and you t- and like They literally like, fight nobody. They fight nobody's like at this point, I, you could have put had them fight the dark. Well, the dark order is shit now, so it's, it's that's like gone. that's, that's, that's totally the whole water. waste of a thing. So it's like the only people who's honestly booked to look good has been seeing fucking punk. It's like they don't know how to book more than one one person or act at the same time where they all you know they all look good. Like you can exactly. do more than one thing at a time. Or like even or the people who are not the best at making storylines, but it's also a mix of booking, getting consistent TV time, and just making it work. Like I said, that roster's too damn big. It's just too damn big right now, and you only have three hours of TV time. I'm not counting YouTube time. I'm not. I refuse. No. Three hours of TV time, and you're telling me that you're trying to squeeze in all this talent every week. No. no, it don't work that way to me, and, and it's unfortunate. And then plus, you're trying to get the women going. Then they probably and finna they struggle bring in to do some that. more people. They're trying to bring in. They probably finna sign Johnny Superstar to a whatever mm-hmm. contract, and then they probably finna sign Big Cass again too, and do nothing with it. Exactly, like big, like and the thing is, somebody AEW's not a place for big guys. It's not. It's not enough, or it's not. To me, guys are like way smarter than me and you on that right. roster, where me and you would look like giants. We would look like almost an AEW. <laughs> we would. That's just me being honest. So it's like I don't even think why you sign a, a bit cast or Morrissey as he's currently called. And it's like I mean, it's not confirmed, but he just finished. I know. His yeah, contract I mean, he just had his impact, he just so contract just ended, but like he could easily go. Assume. Yeah, so like he could go there, he could go back to WWE for all I care. 
<laughs> like it can it can happen. But um, it's just like pay that man. That's all I say. Pay that man because you you you're seeing so much talent come in and then they get a consistent TV time, but they're not. But like even on terms of booking, you're booked way better than them, and you're getting paid less to carry. And it's not like like gee, like no, that's and like I can almost guarantee that if they don't pay him. And he don't necessarily get let go early, but when that contract is up, he does more than like he's going to keep note of all the shit. Like you can still they're going to give him a million. They're going to give him a million off back because that same million, even though they're giving some, they I'm pretty sure they're giving a lot to Cody right now, but they're going to make a room for a million to give to MJF because they were kind of give that money to Adam Cole. They gave Adam Cole's money to, to fucking Cody, and the money of some of the release niggas. Like, they, but either way, the, he's gonna get paid. Plus, he's gonna be get on TV every single week in WWE. So it's Literally. like they get, they better we, play and, it smart. And then and this do the other right thing. thing: we don't know how WWE is gonna look in 2024. We don't know. So, like you know how wrestling goes, like shit changes quick. It's an ever changing product. Exactly. Like so, it's like you have to realize, like you have to keep your people happy and like and it's that the thing is i don't think with mjf is not just being his money but it's also like like gee probably a respect thing too yeah it's a respect and it's like i feel like he don't respect him enough like you you have beef with the nigga you work for and it ain't like uh, it'd be one and it's like this is a very personal type company if we're a very personal type company i had issues Shit, I'm always go to the corporate motherfuckers. At least that way, it's not as buddy buddy, and it's about doing what I'm supposed to do, get my money, and where we going? What's the next town we going to? Exactly. So it's like, hey, but like, it's been reported countless times that it's a lot of people unhappy with AEW's behind the stage scenes. Like I know people, you hear the happy stories, but it's it's just we see. Is it's not as the grass ain't as green as people think it is. G, at the end of the day, don't trust no fucking billionaire. <laughs> exactly. Don't trust no billionaire. Unless you are another saying. billionaire, that man is not your friend. Literally, at all. Even then, if I was a billionaire, I'm not trusting another billionaire. Right. Is I gotta trust you for. I got my billion already. Exactly. Yeah. You gonna take mine? I want you to take mine, brother. But yeah. So let's go ahead and um look at the card for um oh and also Tanahashi and CM Punk is going uh more than likely main event um New Japan versus AEW so so shout out to that because if they wasn't getting one of the big guys from uh um from New Japan to come over for this pay-per-view it would have been a bad I would have been cracking jokes that's all I'm saying I would have been cracking jokes but yeah so let's go ahead and look at uh these Upcoming WWE events. Um, let's do in, in your, your house. house is Saturday. Yeah, let's do in your house first. Um, you got it up already. Yeah. All right, cool. So I go ahead. All right. So don't know if it's necessarily gonna be the main event. It probably should, will be. But um, Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. 
Now, like we said at the beginning, I'm not going to lie. Like, the storyline has been uninteresting. I like Joe Casey's character, but it don't, it's, I don't think his character is fit for NXT roster. I just feel like it's that's the type of character that's usually on the main roster, which is that might be a good sign. To me, you I know, don't have, have a, it, It's that. him. It's more him. <laughs> it's the Explain. guy playing the character to me. Like, like, I think I liked him more when he was just PC principal. <laughs> like he was like that. Type now of it's kind of like they they made him like a a Paul Bear type of s type of character in a yeah, way, but it's like made him Paul Bear's the main character. It's weird. Yeah, it's just like you made him mystical, and I'm like, you we didn't. How did we get here? That was just my main thing. Yeah. How did we get to him being mystical? And when I mean mystical, I don't mean a rapper. I'm talking about Undertaker, Bray Wyatt type <laughs> mystical. That's what I mean. Because it's just like, where did this come from? Like, yeah, WWE always has these characters. Because I'm not ever going to say he's not a fit for NXT because Aleister Black worked. But, um, mm. but when did he get to this level? Because don't forget, we also have a freaking Japanese girl who who transforms. I think she, I don't think they have her anymore. Saray I think they there. changed her no. character. Oh, Saray's still there. Oh, well, I don't know. Like, last time I saw it was Tiffany Stratton beat the shit out of her. So, <laughs> um, but point being in all of that, though, is, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's him. But Braun Breaker should win. Yeah, the only stipulation is if Braun Breaker loses his temper and gets himself disqualified, he'll lose the belt. So, that's, we know that's not happening, so. Yeah, that's a stupid stipulation, and also because it makes no sense. Because I don't think I've ever seen Braun Breaker lose his mind in a match before. Exactly. So that's a weird stipulation. Um, so um, next we have the women's championship match: Wendy Chu versus Mandy Rose. I'm uh, gonna say this: Mandy no, Rose no, wins. No, it's yeah. It's um. I'm gonna say this: It's time for Mandy Rose to go back up. Especially, yeah. Especially with how SmackDown's women roster is, you don't have you you lost you don't have Sasha and Naomi right now. You need to move some women up. It's and until immediately, immediately. and until and I mean this. I don't care. I know it's Wendy Chu. She's uh she dresses like a cow and she sleeps. That that I, like that's her gimmick. But I'm gonna say this. And each time. Mandy Rose defends that belt. I am going to say she's losing because she needs to go back up. I don't care if she is wrestling goddamn Byron Saxton for that belt. She needs to lose and go up. It is time. You can literally put let Wendy Chu win and then she fights uh Fendi Fire, whatever her name is, the next on the next episode of NXT. I agree because it's like it's nothing else for her to do. It's like cool. You got you got. It's like the rain is getting to the point where the rain is not gonna matter anymore. Like we, it's good to see that she's reinventing herself, but it's nothing more that she can do with NXT with it. Yeah, she is, she she can she needs to go up. It's time. Like literally, and you building other years. stars up anyway, so it's not like you you know yeah, you gonna like be missing a whole roster, lot. I would say right now that women's roster is really solid. And all of that, it's it's time. It's okay. 
it's okay to for her to drop it and put it on somebody like Wendy Chu who's vulnerable. To, she can get touched. So, um, but yeah, so Wendy Chu wins. That's that's my pick. Um, go ahead. Next we have, which I think this will probably be the best match on the card. Um, Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American uh, Championship. Uh, I think I want to go with Cameron Grimes retaining, but Carmelo Hayes could possibly get his get the bell back. Um, I do think they're going to try to nullify Trick Williams' interference. I think Solo Sokoa is going to get involved and and make sure Trick Williams doesn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. Cause he's still intertwined with this storyline, but um, I think Cameron Grimes comes comes away with the win. Cameron Grimes is another guy who who needs to bring his ass up. Uh, but also, I like him having his title reign uh, with the North American belt. But he's another guy who I feel it's time for him to say bye bye NXT and join the main roster. Um, and I think Vince would love a guy like Cameron Grimes. Um, yeah, he has a whole lot of charisma. He can speak. Good, and he uh, show he could be versatile for character. Yeah. So and he can go in the ring, of course. Like he wrestles bigger than he looks, which is another good thing. Uh, but hold on. You said what? Hold on. All right, there we go. All right, we back. Um, but yeah, like Cameron Grimes is one of those guys. I'm like, it's time. But um, but also I think Carmelo, he can he needs another storyline outside of North American belt. It's like I feel like his character getting a little stagnant. I think he needs something else, uh, something bigger. Um, yeah, because he's really, Carmelo is really good. Like he has he he has a a whole lot of star potential to me especially for a black wrestler like he has he has, he's one of those full package guys that you could see as a big star on the, on the main he's roster who, but if Shelton Benjamin was able to talk that's who Shelton Benjamin would be Shelton Benjamin would have been world champion Sheldon, like people always sit there people would say and I'm one of those people even though when I was young I wanted Shelton Benjamin to win the belt main belt Shelton Benjamin couldn't talk <laughs> <laughs> like he had, and I think he would tell yourself he had the personality of a foot in ring. So it's like, there's no way they were gonna let him hold that belt even for a month. Chris Benoit at least had a personality somewhat. So, um, but anyway, but Carmelo, I think it's I if he wins, I'm cool with it, boss. I think he needs something more than, um. Than to be need, around the title because he's already proved that he can he can carry a belt. He was he was bigger yeah. than the belt when he had it. So exactly, give him that's a, a good give, sign. Give him something else, or even just for Trick Williams' development, let him go do some tag team shit. You know, like I'm, I'll be interested to see that. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's it's either or. I don't care because I'm pretty sure whoever wins, they got to deal with a uh, little bloodline. So. Um. Yeah. That's that's definitely coming next because he's. He's on he's on both of their heels. Uh next is the NXT tag team championship match between uh and drop the androgynous dudes, uh Pretty Deadly and uh the Creed brothers. And then the stipulation for this match is Roderick Song said if y'all don't win this match, I'm kicking you out the diamond mine. Which is key word for 
win or lose, we kicking your little ass out the diamond mine. Literally, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Because ain't no, ain't no way Roger Strong is kicking him out. They're going to powerbomb that man through a table and say goodbye. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but I think it's time. This is a good time for uh, the Cree brothers to uh, get that W. They've been chasing the belts hard for the pack for this whole year. Um, I'm all for the Cree brothers. I rocks with them. Um, they beat niggas up. <laughs> I like my. T- that's how I like my tag teams beat niggas yep. up. So, um, and they understand the assignment. So, I think it's time. They can easily go back and forth with the Creed brother. I mean, uh, pretty deadly as well. Plus, deal with um, the possible fate what Roger Strong has in store for them. So, I think it's the Creed brothers' time. Like it's time. Yeah, it's especially with that stipulation. It's not, I just don't think they're getting kicked out. The yeah, it's, it's that stipulation. Like we watch enough wrestling to know that's what that stipulation means. So, um. Next is the women's tag team championship match between Toxic Attraction and Katana Chance and Caden Carter. I really Katana have not been paying Jade, attention to the storyline I mean, at all. And uh, Cord, uh, what, wait, Katana and what's the other girl name? Jaden Carter. Caden Carter. Caden Carter. They've been they've been attacked. They've been fighting long. a long team for a while too, though. Put the belts on them, just like with Mandy Rose. They ass need to go up, even though one of their ass can't wrestle like can't wrestle like shit. But point being, it's time for them to go up. Yeah, it's this. <laughs> it's time. There's it's, nothing it's else time. for them to do neither. Yeah, so put the belts on uh, Katana and uh, and uh, the other girl, the black girl. Like literally, just it's it's time. It, it's time. Yeah. Um. Next, and this is probably the most interesting storyline that they have going on right now. Gang gang it's, wars, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Legato yeah. del Fantasma versus uh versus the Sopranos. Um, and the stipulation and for this match the... is uh whoever loses has to join the other team's faction. Which yeah. I don't mind this stipulation. It's it, it works into the storyline. It's like, you know, we can't keep doing this turf war stuff. It's only one show. It's either somebody gotta leave or we're gonna join forces and you're gonna do what the hell I tell you to do. Yeah, so um I, I don't know who's going to win. This. I don't know who's going to win. That's the fun part. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, this could end in a no contest and keep both teams decent. Because I, I would prefer the winner leaves NXT match with this type of situation. Um, That's kind of why I think it ends in a no contest and then we get a win, a, a loser leaves NXT. Um, Which I wouldn't mind because I think Santos and them are ready to go yeah, up too. They, Especially again, Santos. Yeah, and then once again, when you have unified the tag belts, add a couple more tag teams, and yep. I'll be cool with that. But yeah, but um, I don't know who wins. I, I just want to see a fun match. This would have been fun as a war games. Yo, we're gonna yo G. It's not gonna war games ain't gonna hit the same no more G. It's not. Oh my god, <laughs> that's why I was like last year was like the last year's match was nice, but I could tell like that's probably gonna be the end of it. Like, like, uh, I don't think it's it's and, yeah. until they unless they replenish very fast the war games ain't gonna, it's not gonna be the same. I will I will honestly rather them you start using war games on the on the main roster. They can really do that. Hey, look, bro, give me bloodline versus some niggas. G. Give me the bloodline versus some niggas. G, we it's got gonna it, be G. fired. G. Give me the bloodline versus some niggas. G, like give I would hate that. for the match to just disappear because it's all. 
We haven't it's, had a bad, at least from what I've watched, I haven't seen a bad war game. Back. No, like it's still a quality. War games are still real decent. So, um, but yeah, um, that's, that's it, it right? for the NXT uh, pay per view. Like right. I said, this NXT pay per views are usually short anyway, so I'm I'm cool with this um with this amount of matches for this. Uh, the only other thing I have to say in regards to NXT is like, yes, it has it has to me it's finally you know getting to that point where it has slowed down a lot since the since the um you know the reboot, but they're still their plan as far as building stars is working. Like they're bringing in, I think they're literally bringing in another like 18 year old or 17 year old girl after she like she literally has to graduate high school and then she's um debuting on the main on the uh, nxt roster so they're using that program and you know wherever else they they're recruiting from to you know to find new talent and, and learn how to build it like it's a learning process for everybody so i think they're still doing a good job obviously you know, with people being green, you know the action is going to dip a little bit, but you know we'll we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and go to um Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Very lackluster. I'm I, I got, I'm do Hell in a Cell. All right. Another short pay per view, by the way. At the moment, fine. look, today's Friday. By the time we, uh, this episode is up, it might be two, three more matches added. For all we know. Uh, so we're gonna work our way from top to bottom bottom to top um six man mixed tag we got judgment day versus um bullet club future and live morgan um i think think bullet club takes the l because i think another member is gonna probably debut or get teased to debut possibly i think i think uh finna don't win i think they get the w here um Makes sense for them to win, to me at least personally. So we'll see where that goes. But um should be a decent fun match. Should be a nice match. Um then we got Mustafa versus Theory. Should be a cool match. I think I, it's gonna be a good part match. Part of me thinks that Mustafa can win, but I don't think he's going to because I think they have plans for Austin Theory going into the summer, especially with John Cena coming back. It's always it's been rumored that, you know, he's gonna take a crack at John Cena. Which would be fun. That'll be very fun uh, to see. Uh, I'm gonna roll with Theory on this one, though. I think he comes out with the. W. I think Ali wins. If I think if Ali does win, I think he he probably loses it back to him again at some point. Reason why I say Ali wins is like the when uh when you have to report that Vince wants to see you do shit on your own. That's the first sign of like yo, we might take this belt off you. We. We got plans for you, but um, let's see what you do without this belt. Yeah, that that still does make sense too, because yeah, you can still do the- theory versus Cena without the belt. It don't necessarily yeah, need the belt. Need, like, yeah. Um, we got. Uh, I'll be Kevin, fine either way, though. Whoever yeah, wins, it's cool. But I think I think Ali wins, especially th- this is in Chicago too. I think oh, you're wins. right. You're right. I so, think he yeah. wins. Um, if not, he's gonna look good in his hometown either. Or. Um, then we have Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Um, this has also been a fun ass storyline, by the way. It's just everything about it has been hilarious. Kevin um, Owens is just pissed. He's like, "Gee, why are you lying to me?" <laughs> like, "Gee, I hate fucking lying." 
<laughs> and like, gee, it's a it's a real honest storyline. And then just how WWE sells sells it with Ezekiel telling like times when Elias and Ezekiel when they were growing up, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like everything about it's been hilarious. Um, I think Kevin Owens. I'm interested wins. to see. I think Kevin Owens wins too, but I'm interested. The, like the interesting part is like how far can they keep it up? How long can they keep it keep it yeah. going? Like I think Kevin Owens wins though. Um, to see where things go from there, because um, I think it's going to also lead to KO and Sammy being the Usos' next um, opponents for the belts. I can see that, Down especially line. considering that they they've been trying to te- they've been trying to get them to be a tag team for a while too. Yeah. They just haven't been lining up storyline wise, so this would be a yeah, perfect. So I think it, it's an opportunity because you teased something this past Saturday on, I mean Friday, this past Friday on SmackDown. So mm. see where things go. But I think they wrap this up. I think Kevin Owens wins, or Ezekiel wins just by a schoolboy. But we'll see where things go. <laughs> um, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Lashley versus, versus almost, almost an MVP. MVP. I'm at a point where I'm just want the shit to end. Uh, yeah, I'm just want the shit to end. Yeah. So, Bobby Lashley wins again. I, Bobby wins because I think they. Well, I I can't even say that they really building him up for Roman at this point because Roman has a list, a weight list. Roman has a weight list of people. Bobby that makes the most sense. He does. He makes the most sense. It would be going to be. But they haven't even interacted just yet, so. Yeah, but like you can't just have him. He's beaten almost. He beat him once. The cage is is the fluke win, of course. But like he's looked good against almost. You could easily, like you put him in a position where he's like, okay, he beat the most. He beat a big unstoppable force technically, and then also Bobby still has to run with the case of nobody never beat me for one of those belts on you. I had to literally get concussed. And sneak the tag. So, so you own like, So yeah. So technically, I want my rematch that I never had. I want my belt that I never really lost. Nobody pinned me. I was pinned against the wall, but I wasn't <laughs> one, two, three counted out. So he has. And that Bobby Lashley and Roman interactions are always fun. I remember when they first started um getting into it back in twenty eighteen. Like they had a, a pretty decent program to see who was going to challenge Brock for the belt. So, you know, it's it's already history that you can go off of, yeah. plus what you said. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting because like even after this, I don't know where you go with Bobby if it isn't Roman. I could sit there and say you could send him to Seth or you could send him to Edge. But it's like he really, like after this, he does like you if he's supposed to be your number two baby face. You have to put him against somebody who, entering the summer, he has to stall with. If you if if you're not giving him giving him Roman, because the rumor right now is Riddle and uh, Orton. Uh, Riddle more than like the money in the bank, and then Orton and then remember Shinsuke is still in the mix too. Even though I think Shinsuke probably get a match with him on SmackDown. Yeah, or you could SmackDown that and nigga die again, but um. But point being, Lashley, you can, like, if you choose not to do Riddle, you can easily do Lashley for Money in the Bank. Easily. 
uh or you can just do um or Lashley and I think Lashley and Reigns can sell out can headline a SummerSlam. I think it yeah. can me personally. Like this is this, Especially if Randy champion. comes back here again. Yeah, it depends. But like I'm but like I mean no, Lashley and uh Reigns can headline. Like Orton and Reigns is easy. That's an easy sale. That's an easy sale. But um but I I feel like Lashley if you want to, if you, if done correctly, it can easily be the biggest it will be the biggest match because it's Roman, but it'll be a big deal. No, uh, it'll probably be it'll be his biggest match since Mania for both of them. So Yeah, so I will be interested and in see if and when and how we do that. If, at the very worst, I feel like Bobby is either gonna get a either he's getting that title shot against Roman or Brock comes back and he gets his rematch against uh, Lash. I mean, uh, against Brock. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, um, then we have, and once again, all because Sasha Banks chose not to work. Work Bianca, Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Um, Bianca wins. Makes sense. Bianca wins. Bianca wins. Uh. I think I want to say Becky eats that pin again. Yeah, they do a good job trying to protect Oscar as much as she, they can, even though she's took pin. She didn't Bianca pin her on World. No, I don't think. I think the match ended in no contest. Okay, because I, because I, okay, I just had to be sure. But um, but yeah, so it's like, it to me it it makes sense that Beck like Becky's probably the one eats the pin. And then you just run Oscar versus Bianca solo, and you find something for Becky Lynch to do outside of that. So, um, yeah. Oh, this match is going to be a hell in a cell, apparently. This one? Yeah, it says. Because the only one that's been confirmed is Cody and Seth. I don't know where I'm. Oh, well, I might be reading this off the wrong website. It's on fucking CBS. Yeah, the yeah, the only one that's been confirmed is uh Cody and Seth and like that's why I said I feel like Cody and Seth is the only one that needs to be a hell in a cell match anyway. Yeah. Honestly, yes. If yeah, honestly. Um or you and you could have did Judgment Day and Bullet Club in the cell, but I understand. But um but yeah, so Cody versus Seth is the main event of this pay per view. Um, the Usos are um are fighting Riddle and Shinsuke on this card too. It's confirmed. Just, just so it, that's what I saw. CBS sometimes have predict predictions on a uh on a cards. Sometimes that's why I'm like it's possible that they might throw it on there, just because like just to have an extra match. Um, especially because SmackDown, none, nothing on SmackDown is being defended or and all, unless so yeah. Because um, they won that, um, they technically won that that can championship contenders match because the Usos got themselves disqualified, so they technically won. Technically, yeah, but we'll see. But like I said, car subject to change. By the time this episode's out, it could eat like literally a lot of that could change. So, yeah, bear with us. But um, what was we? Um, but yeah, Cody and Seth. So yeah, Cody and Seth. I think Cody three O's this nigga. I I predicted it. I think he does it too. 
Cody throws. I think this is the loss that drives Seth off the deep end too. That's why it's like it's gonna be interesting because it's like after this, it's gonna be interesting because like what's next for both. Uh, I could you could definitely easily run a Cody dealing with Judgment Day situation. Like I said, you could throw Seth at Bobby. You could be nice. Um, like. I think this is a good moment to where literally we see Seth just be like, you know what? Fuck all of this. So we'll see where things go. But I think he gets three old. I think he gets three old at this point. So it makes it make like if Cody loses it, it but thing is it doesn't hurt neither one. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. But um Yeah, we'll see where things go. Uh also it is rumored <laughs> It is rumored that Bray Wyatt might return, but we don't know. We don't know. So yeah, he he's thinking. teasing it, but it's he's not teased like it. where he will go. Yeah, he we don't know, but it's like he's counting down to something. But you also got to think back a few weeks ago. I don't was it was that SmackDown? Or was it Raw? Where uh, if it was SmackDown, it was uh, McAfee. But if it was Raw, it was um. Corey oh no, Graves. it was SmackDown when because McAfee he um uh, he mentioned them. Yeah, like this. I forget the, the exact context. Yeah, he, he said. Them. He said literally, is that a, is that somebody with a fiend mask? <laughs> like, you don't purposely mention shit like that. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just don't purposely mention because it's like, okay, something's going on. And even though, like, literally, like he, you don't really just mention random people in the crowd like that. And plus, niggas wear fiend masks all the time still. Literally, somebody had one and then again, it's like McAfee does. He does like blurt out a lot of like he'll he'll blurt out stuff sometimes too, just cause. Yeah, so, it so could he could be just, just be playing. Bad. He could just be trolling himself. Yeah, so we can see what that is, but it's it's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's interesting. <laughs> it's a rumor. I would love to. I would love to see Bray Wyatt come back. Literally, I hope. Literally, me too, because you know I fuck with Bray Wyatt, and I was one of the. Uh, people that fuck with the fiend too, so it's just one of those things. But point being, we're on Bray Wyatt watch. It's <laughs> Bray Wyatt watch. We watch it for Bray. We watch it for Bray Wyatt the same way we was watching for a Kendrick album. G. Exactly, it's, it's Bray Wyatt time because he got us paying attention with his fake pseudo ass bullshit. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So but overall though, um, I don't really care about neither one of these cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's just point being. Like, it's a dry moment in wrestling right it's now. It's really bro. dry. It's, like, it's really freaking dry. There's no news in regards to the Sasha and Naomi uh situation. They're just sitting down suspended. Shout out to them doing whatever they feel like they got to do. But um, there's no updates in regards to that because MGF has took over. Is there any the updates with Bailey yet? I swear to God, G, just bring Bailey back this Friday or or uh, next Friday, cause G, Ronda needs somebody to fight. <laughs> yeah, Bailey would be Bailey would be a good. Bailey opponent, would especially be somebody that can hold somebody her down that for the whole summer. Take that belt off her too. Yeah, like that's somebody could hold her down for the whole summer. That's just like, you just want Ronda to be held down for the whole summer until uh, Charlotte comes back. Because the I'm I'm still confused why Andrade even popped up on Double or Nothing because I'm like bro who fucking cares? He like, was at gee, Double or Nothing. Well, whenever he did that damn promo, I'm like, gee, why the hell is he here? Shouldn't he be? Maybe he was pre-recorded. Probably 
Well, like, shouldn't you be honeymooned or something? Like, gee, smash your white woman, boy. But, um, but uh, yeah. reportedly, Lacey Evans is going back to SmackDown. Yeah, Lacey so. Evans went back to SmackDown, so it was like, gee, which was stupid in the first place, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so we'll see where things go because SmackDown's women situation is horrible, unfortunately. Like, they're trying to do something, but it's it's bad. It's, it's really bad. They just don't have enough going right now. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So um, yeah, wrestling is really in the mud right now. So it is what it is. Um, oh well, I can't wait. Hope I really hope that they do get Walter and Ricochet fit them into Hell in a Cell. Fit them in. Yeah, even if you throw it on the pre pre card, bro. Yeah, throw it in. Like, but like, cause I'm enjoying what the program that they got going on. Primarily, I just enjoy Walter just slapping the shit out of niggas. So it, it is what it is. But um, give us that because Walter with with the uh, belt is coming really really soon. Who the hell is oh, oh also one last thing to backtrack going back to NXT. I think um, what was their old partner's name? Uh, I forgot dude's name, but I know he getting rebranded. But, but yeah, he's getting rebranded as Giovanni Vinci. So. He's incoming. That's hilarious. Wish they said that they were going to rebrand him and he might end up joining Tony D'Angelo's uh, stable or be connected to it in some way. So that would be mm-hmm. interesting as well. So, yeah, so we'll see where things go in regards to that. But, um, but yeah, so that's that. Um, but, um, what, so what was I about to say? Um. Yeah, so that's it. So let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, Listen to the wrestling portion. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Threes from the Ring, Threes from the Ring for all our NBA finals, wrestling takes, and all of that. Follow all the you tweaking media uh, platforms as well because we got a lot of content coming out, especially this upcoming week uh, when we record Black Otakus. Plenty of shit going on with that. So make sure you check that out. Check out our NBA Finals prediction episode up right now. And if you listen listening to us, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod, subscribe, share the content. Appreciate you guys for listening all the way through. And peace. Peace. Peace.